There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett Fesley. Big Dick Toledo around the corner. We're ready to go. Another perfect morning. Go stand in it again. October, November. You're not embracing this every single day. You're making a terrible mistake. I got I had some a bunch of stuff to do in the afternoon yesterday, prepping for a thing at night, and then... Uh, in the middle of that, I had the opening to go to another Fall League baseball game. So, when again, it. oh my God, it's just the greatest sitting in that weather and watching baseball in fall. It's amazing. I, I want to shut up about it because, by the way, the championship game is Saturday night. It's already over Saturday. So, guess who's going to be there? This guy right here. <laughs> it's fun to watch. You get a lot of great prospects. I mean, there's been some great players that have come through. And Albert Pujols has been here. Derek Cheater's been through this thing. So you see a lot of these guys before. You don't know it when you're watching yeah. them, but a few years later, you're like, oh. Uh, I remember that dude. Gabe Marino, the catcher for the Diamondbacks, was a huge deal last year. And everybody's going nuts over him, and he's here now. And you just get to see all these. these and they're playing for something, too. And these guys, they actually play. It's a league with a championship. It's not just practice. It's pretty fun. And it's 10 bucks. Oh, so sitting in that weather. And then I had, and then after that, I went over to... Uh, Santisi Brothers, where I haven't been in forever, and uh, John and Dean Santini, they, Santisi, who run the place and have been for 30 million years, started a new charity thing where they're doing wines now, and all the proceeds for the wines go to dog charities. And, of course, he's going to, if he was here, he'd confirm this, but he came over to me and said, I was the inspiration. Isn't it amazing? Nice. What a day. He plays in our golf tournament. Remember when we had a golf tournament? I, years yeah. ago, years ago, Man. lawyers really screwed that up. But he said, uh, yeah, he's looking around. He said, I got an idea to do this, this, and this for the golf tournament from your thing and putting your stamp on it. And then he talked to Kurt Warner, and Kurt Warner said, uh, make a mark in life. And he's like, oh, my God. And I told him that having recently learned the words to Thunderdome by Tina Turner, uh, one of the lines is, we only leave a mark. Uh, what do we want in life? And I was like, yes. And he's very inspirational. So we had these moments last night. And delicious pizza on top of it all. So thanks to Santisi Brothers. And if you go there, the dude is just basically handing over charity money like crazy. He's been doing this so long. You start seeing somebody who's had a lot of success with what he's done in his life. And the next thing you know, he's like, ah. It's, I don't know if it's guilt, if you feel guilty later in life, or if it's just a write-off. But uh, he's just a good dude, and he's starting going, yeah, i got to give all this back. And he's starting to hand a ton of it back. He's got new ideas, and it all goes another direction. And you're like, man, what a good dude. So thanks to John Santisi for hosting that lesson. The place was packed, too. Got my Italian redneck combo over there. The fettuccine Alfredo with ribs. Is that, is that what he's got on the menu? Just, I just got well, some pizza. Well, call it. To, I, That's I, what you I, call it. Yeah. It's amazing that you know that. Is it? Well, not really. <laughs> I guess you're right. At this point, why am I still amazed? The man lives 60 miles from Santisi Brothers. He can remember something on the menu. That's that's impressive, Brady. That is savant-like in its own way. Very much a brain just for menus. 
Probably never read a book all the way through, but you've got menus memorized like you're Stephen Hawking. It's a, pre- it's a pretty impressive feat, but uh, thanks to Santisi. I There's one th- book I've read completely through. It's a cookbook. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure, no. yeah. It's, and you loved how it ended because you were full. <laughs> it made a ton of sense. Yeah, he's, it was great, though. So thanks to the Santisi brothers and everybody else. They were really nice. And a couple of cases of wine later, guess what you guys are getting for Christmas? That's right. Wine. Sweet. Nice. It's a good gift. A better gift that you buy something from somebody and every penny of the proceeds goes to a charity that you're, you know, like a dog charity. He's got animal charities. And uh, he even said that if you want to, this is a pretty cool thing. I told him I, he didn't know I'd talk about it. But if you wanted to do an event and you bought his wine, he would, uh, like, he, he can put your, your dog on the, on the label and donate to whatever you want it to go to. Cool. So it's because he's that in total cool. charge of it. So it's a great thing. And the wine was really good, so. Thank you, Mr. Santisi and brother. I didn't see Dean, but uh, John's awesome. Good dude. And frequent the Santisi brothers if you're in the area. If you can find a place to sit down, the place was bananas. They got a jajillion televisions. and There's a reason why it's been around for years. It's good. He's done a good job. It's pretty fun. So thanks to the Santisis. Then I get home and I turn the TV on and I about conk out immediately. I had a long day. Uh, but the last thing I see is uh, the Republican presidential debate and i, I just so shake my forgot head about it oh yeah and I, well i did too calling each other scum and the thing that dawned on me last night and i don't want to i don't want to be political at all any like i don't even want to have a stance I, I don't know how again i don't know how anybody gets on these teams these people that i watched last night for a few minutes on the replay because i watched they re-ran it or yeah. something i'm watching it again i'm like they're on the same side Mortal enemies right now. Yeah, and I'm watching people generally in life get played like pawns on a chessboard talking about the Republican this and the Democrat that they've got us so separated and in camps, and they're not even in the same camp with each other. You'd think that as united as we seem with our division, as far as I'm either this or I'm this and there's no in-between, the the party that the people are, you know, drooling over would at least be on the same page. They hate each other. And here's the weird thing about Crazy. it. It, it, it dawned on me the last cycle when um, when Biden was there and he came out of the blue because he was really quiet and like, oh, he's he was losing. Guy. Yeah. And then the person that was just ripping on him. The meanest one. Kamala. Yeah. And then, him. then it's decided he's going, you guys are teaming up. Kamala, in a thing four years ago, told him, you're the reason I had to take separate buses to school. Right. You were for right. segregation, you son of a bitch. You're part of an elderly generation that doesn't. Oh, yeah, I'll be your vice president. Absolutely. Never mind. So I most of us forget it. Right. So these debates just go at it. Because we're so blinded by the tribalism of what they want us to be, which is all in. Again, it's like sports. They're playing your loyalty card. Oh, you're a Democrat that doesn't believe in that. Well, I guess you're not a real one. And you start going, oh, wait a minute, no, why are we, why are we sitting back here having so many miserable, awful discussions and Thanksgiving right around the corner and these debates are going to cause nothing but trouble when the parties themselves aren't on the same page? Last night was embarrassing. How in the world is an 80-year-old Trump and a 900-year-old Biden, after watching that last night, you're still like, those are the best options? How can no one rise to the top? And the funniest thing, they're saying the winner of the debate was the guy that wasn't there. Where's Trump? Trump? Yeah. Yeah. But no question about it. The, oh, that's the party. They always say the cream will rise. And in this particular case, the cream is Trump. And the cream will rise in the Democrat. And then it's Biden. They're the two best options because everything else is worse. How in the world are we 
are we so wrapped up in politics to where we care about these idiots? It's so hard for me to understand how anybody's like, no, I'm staunch this, or I can't get enough of that. Like you've got to, you've got to recognize how bad both sides are, and we got to be clamoring for a decent human being to come out of the fray and just say, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. They wouldn't win. A decent human being wouldn't get our attention right now because we're into the real housewives of politics now. We love the fighting. We love the, we love when Nikki Haley called uh, Rashwami a scum. Oh, you're scum. And everybody's like, ooh, that was the highlight Don't of the debate. Don't believe my daughter out yeah, of Yeah, and all he said was your daughter's yeah. on TikTok. Oh, you get your daughter out of my or out of your voice. You even said it wrong. She's too stupid to and get Will it right. Will Smith went over there yeah. and smacked him. <laughs> that would, uh, I uh, wish uh, that would have happened. Well, it kind of did. She goes, you're scum. And everybody's like, oh, that's the best part of the debate. Is that really what's going to fix she anything that's it. going on? Is that really the best political statement of the night? Nikki Haley called that guy scum. What a great moment for politics. Like, oh, how do you... I need people to explain it to me how they can how do, they can do you side think it's with possible now to even I mean on the because once uh, oh, they choose depressing. a panic uh, you know a candidate for whatever it is I mean look at this Speaker of the House deal that oh. the person is put up there and they're immediately you can cut them down with just flooding of uh, I don't, I don't, attack everybody inaccurate yep. information whatever accurate information Republican Party's crazy Democrat uh, Democratic Party is impotent. These are our choices, crazy or impotent. I just, I just don't understand how anybody's on that. I'd say crazy is more entertaining. Hey, crazy is more entertaining. Uh, if I'm leaning one direction, it's think, crazy. Think about the the, uh, the ex-women in your life and stuff, the crazy ones. <laughs> They're more fun. Yeah. They're more fun to it's f- an for, adventure. Yes. But yeah, you're right, Brad. They're more fun to f- for about four years, and they're like, yeah, I got to get this I'm bitch out of my life. <laughs> I look at this like uh, sports, though, like the way my Cubbies thing has gone over the last year. Of how I watched them prey on my loyalties. How I watched them do everything they wanted to do and then lean back on my childhood. Lean back on what I truly think inside, like my core, and say things like, yeah, but we do. We're the ones who gave you this or we're the ones who did Like, yeah, that's true. And you kind of hope that they still have that inside them to be what you want them to be rather than what they actually are. Like I want the Cubs to be my childhood feelings. They're just not anymore. But every time I start to say things like, well, I just, then I won't be part of this. Oh, you're quitting on your entire... They, they, they make it seem the like you're giving up your entire life. You're, you're, you're leaving family. Like, they don't care. And politics has become sports more than it ever has been. It's always been that way. But this is brutal. Calling somebody scum and screaming about this and that. It's like, oh, my God. That's, how, is, how is the cream not rising? And again, I say this uh, with some humility, but not much. I'm better than the people that are on the stage. And I think a lot of people watching feel that way. That scares me. The most powerful position in the world should not have me sitting at home going, I think I could do this. I I can at least get through these debates. I'd do a pretty good job on this stage making these people not look bad, but I I could shine on that stage and look. I, I know I could. Without any training at all, I could sit up on one of those podiums, at least come across as a respectable human being. And and just decent. That's it. And I'm not that great. I got a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> but these guys somehow managed to make it so I'm like, I just want all of them to go away. You yeah, can, your scum of the earth rip would have been completely different. I wouldn't have said it. It would have been two, yeah. two minutes long. Yeah, and just It would have been beautiful. A, a, a roasting, a mini roast. It could have been. I had an opportunity to roast a 15-year-old girl last night. I chose not to. I showed She was a kind of a, a B word. So I was like, all right, I'm going to attack you. And then I'm like, you know what? No. Rise above, it. Off. Rise above this, although this would be really easy. 
And that's what I looked at last night, a bunch of 15-year-old kids arguing. And I'm like, this is an easy win. There's like 10 avenues to win this. No problem. And it isn't about, and that's the problem. I think people think that winning is getting in there and having better insults. I wouldn't do it. Well, their, their consultants would say, you know, oh, and then you don't say anything. You look weak. It isn't about saying, it's, that's look, the problem. Saying nothing people. is not the answer to screaming insults. Uh, again, it's learning how to di- you let the, the divert it. It, it. it is nothing. It's just ignoring it. The key to the whole deal is like, wow, all right. We're here to anyway, talk about the issues. Here's what I'm going to tell you, and you can take it or leave it. No, you won't get the headlines. You won't get the screaming. Of and the that's f- what they want. I that's think that, it. Yeah, that's exactly There's yeah. the problem, yep. is that you won't get the, the moment of the night of saying scum, and that's on us. That's on the people of the United States. We can blame politicians all we want. As long as we're entertained by the word scum over any substance, then that's what we get. We deserve it. Crazy. And sitting back saying, ooh, we need a guy who'd really fight back harder or somebody who's got better insults. What is this? The dozens? The Triumph the Insult? They've turned into. Triumph the Insult would be the best person on that stage. That kid, The dog would be amazing. But, yeah, I, I, know, I know about 12 more people that I would trust uh, to be more tactful and, uh, and intelligent than what I witnessed last night. It's brutal. And it pushes me further away from either party. And people are like, you can't make your decision. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be forced into one camp. Crazy or impotent? No, thanks. I'll take logical. Somewhere in the middle here. Where most people live. Where most people live. But we're forced to dive into... uh, I didn't want to get off on this, but watching that last night was depressing. I think that's the the game plan. That's the the psychology of it. Is the shock and the, you know, right off the bat. We can smooth that out down the line. But you got to get the attention. You got to, you know, because of that scumbag thing, they now say, and who clearly was the winner of this debate. Yeah, well, they didn't even say winner, just the one that re- the most remember, most the one memorable I heard this moment. Morning said, right, uh, she was the winner. The most memorable moment was definitely when she attacked the idiot. That idiot attacked that idiot. And they're like, wow, those idiots really, that idiot beat that idiot. And then it's polling numbers. Yeah. And they have zero. Yeah. And they're just making, like Brett said, Trump won last night. Again. <laughs> So depressing. She's probably went, probably grew for last night. It did. He's like sixty something percent because the people underneath. Again, I don't know how you can have a gaggle of R words screaming and yelling, and not one person can step up above and go, "Guys, the answer's over here." Let's just have a moment for uh, sanity. Can we have a moment for sanity? No, it doesn't play on TV. Doesn't play on TV. You would think after a couple of these debates already, these campaign managers would be like, uh, this is looking a little ridiculous. Yeah. People don't want that. <laughs> They're the ones that I want to meet. But, yeah. The campaign managers are like, nice job. Like, how in the world can you be proud of that? Last Got night? that scumbag mode. Yeah. Good, oh. good, good. It was you great. called them scum. That was so meaningful. And it's like, wow. What did we learn last night? I don't know. She, she called the guy scum. And that TikTok is evidently bad. <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. And again, man, again, I'm here for the jokes now. I'm here for landing a few of those and getting out of this be. mess. Yeah, because otherwise you'd go crazy. Yeah, You just keep waiting for that knight in shining armor to come riding through and saying, I got this. I got the best of everybody. He and is, we, but he's in court right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's the one. He's going to be the Republican knight in shining armor. And right now that makes sense to me. And somehow or another that shouldn't, but it does. Like, wow, I can't wait for Trump to come back and shut them up and just be. It's crazy. Where was his? He, he did have a little rally. Yeah, he did a few, the, few miles okay. away. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. You're gonna see him tonight. But it's depressing, and I get sad for people who fall in 
and dive in completely. And I'm just over the whole politics thing. I'm just done with it. Like, I want to, again, local. Think local. And how come, here's another political thing. Let's go political today since we're in that season now. Uh, how come the voters that scream and yell that the voting system is broken don't ever do it for local elections? How come yesterday's or Tuesday's wasn't rigged? Well, the Russians don't care about what's right. going on in Phoenix, right, you know. So why is it that because the, all uh, the things not as many people vote, they could count them easier. Sure, I guess. So it's just uh, Tuesday wasn't rigged. Tuesday yeah. was completely clean. It should be a celebration. Uh, yeah. Look, it we like got it through went this one one hundred percent, no complaints. But it's only when it seems like your guy's going to lose. They had plenty and, of ink. They yep, had uh, money towards uh, environmental issues. It's probably the most rigged are the ones they don't pay attention to. I, I would imagine that Tuesday's election is probably more rigged than the ones that yeah, all the when it, when, when it went off flawless. Yeah, when it goes off flawlessly, that's when I'm like, that thing had to be pushed one day. Who's going to count? Who's going to go after this? Where's the watchful eye this on that? This bill got 99% <laughs> yes. Right. Right. And now 80% of my paycheck goes to environmental water needs? I'd be like, what? At least in Maricopa County it does. Like, how come these are the ones you'd rig? Ask Brett. He's Italian. <laughs> if you're going to rig an election, you do the little ones. Those are the ones that go your way, and you get a lot more in there, and you sneak stuff by. The big elections, everybody's paying attention. You don't rig those. It's too risky. Nobody's screaming about a rigged election this last Tuesday. Even though it's all, you know, blah, it's money. The, the These little elections are all about your cash. Nobody pays attention right. to them. It's crazy. We're all nuts. We've all gone nuts. Where the real truth of the matter is, what happens when we die? And I know this. Don't go to Colorado. Have you been paying attention to that? 190 bodies. They finally arrested the people that ran the, uh, I forget the name of the place. Rack and pack and stack. Yeah, basically. (laughs) We work in volume. You got a dead body? We want it. Crazy Eddie. It's crazy Eddie's everything. Must die, Sam. There's a funeral home in Colorado, 190 decaying bodies. That is a backlog. I think at 19, I stop intake. Right? I got 19 bodies. I'm like, oh, boy, I'm way behind. But if your, you know, storage area still has room. But if you've got storage for 200. That's what I'm saying. You've made an error. Business is good. You purchased too many refrigerators. Business should be pretty good no matter what. Everyone gets involved in the business eventually. Uh, the, Cal- or the Colorado Funeral Home. Return to nature funeral homes. That's where they stick you in the ground and make plants. <laughs> they got uh, four felony charges, including abuse of a corpse, theft, money laundering, and forgery. Because uh, they had 190 bodies that they just couldn't get to. You know, filing cabinets filled with humanity. Oh, my God. And just, you know, that 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 is a recession-proof business, the funeral home. My uncle and his parents did that. My uncle was a golf pro, like almost PGA golf, too. Like, this dude was close. And uh, as he's going through the circuit and getting through in the late 70s, early 80s, playing some serious golf, his family's funeral home hit a little snag. They needed some help. He's like, I'm quitting golf because that's where the money is. And he's like, I guarantee money here. This golf thing's work. I'll just and he just became a pro at a golf club, and and helped out with the family Stiffs. biz. I'm I was there once. I didn't realize this when I was five, four years old. They used to babysit me in the basement where the bodies were. Oh, I didn't know that. I have memories of it, but I didn't remember them being dead bodies because they're all just they're like mannequins. 
And I would, they'd let me draw on the walls. I remember that part. They'd give me odd crayons and let me draw on their walls. So, like, there's some funeral home in Indiana with, like, just weird kid drawings on the walls while they did their work behind me. And I, I didn't, I have maybe blocked it all out. But, you know, I remember the sounds of as they're going over and getting things, you know, sewn up and carved off and makeup done and getting ready for funerals and stuff. And there's bodies. Didn't even dawn on me. But they had a bunch of them. And by a bunch, I mean four or five beds in one room when I think back. My grandfather. 190? 190. 100. Uh, and they're still, uh, you know, uh, identifying. They said they found 110. They're stacked. Because someone living in that area started smelling mm-hmm. foul odor in the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, that was the one in Atlanta where the guy was keeping him in his shed because he ran that out of room the inside. And he stacked them all up and they started to melt. Oh. They became a puddle of people. And when they went in there to try to get them, they're like, there's no way we can get identification off some of these because the middle bodies had fused to the bodies under and above and become like these puddles of bluck. That's the thing. If you're taking a dead body, like, sure, all right, uh, Mr. Vesley, sorry for your loss. We'll take that right out of your hands. You take the bag and you're like, uh, I'll put him in the freezer with this guy. If you're doubling down in freezers, put up a sign outside that says, no vacancies. You're done. How in the world? I guess the money. I guess it's the money speaks. I told you this story, but it's been a while. My grandfather and his brother, this is in the early uh, 1900s, the, their father was in charge of the infirmary in Cincinnati. So they'd take the bodies. They would drive the body to the morgue. They'd take the same road in Cincinnati. My grandfather said one time, my brother and I, Art, took the body the back of the car we propped him up in the back seat sure we stopped for a drink at this bar and we told the bartender to take a drink to the, the guy out in the car oh, Jesus. <laughs> they thought that's the funniest thing ever pretty, pretty oh they're going to jail they should have been going they should have gone to jail then but hilarious hey you got a weekend at bernie's thing you're gonna play with it for a minute if somebody trusts me with a dead body for a half an hour i'm gonna be like one or two little items i'm gonna move them around maybe put a hat on them i'm using the carpool lane that's for sure but yeah, and don't stop at the bar. Take I the body right to the morgue. Can't imagine going to work every day. Like sometimes you feel pressure at work because you're just behind. I have a friend of mine right now who's a sales guy, he's feeling the heat from sales. Sales are down. <laughs> he's, a lot. he's like, hey, I'm stressed. I feel a lot of stress. Now imagine you go to work every day and go, all right, I'm gonna do something about those 200 dead bodies. What are we at? <laughs> what are we at? 50, 60? I mean, no, 200. Only how many lives? We were a little further behind than I thought, count. Todd. Like, where are we at? Uh, I would have guessed about 45. I, I, I hit 190. And we've got a problem back there. I know Brett's family is the only one that can understand having 190 dead bodies somewhere. But you guys are doing it on purpose. Like, that's a good win. As long as the lake stays afloat, you know, stays yeah. full, we're good. You can't have the shallow waters. Right. Even Brett's folks would be like, 190? Five Ooh. at a time. Yeah. Ooh, Let's that's not go lot. crazy here. We don't need a whole truckload. And I started thinking last night when I saw the story, like, how many, well, like, how much space does 190 bodies take up? So I started thinking of my house. Could I fit 190 laying down people in my house? No. <laughs> That's, it's, think about your house right now. It's the square footage. You've you, got to, I mean, average person's 5'8. I know, but like in this room itself, if you were to say, you know how like they, I think of the, uh, 
like when you're buying a tent, that's an eight man tent. Yeah, and you see how they stack for this. But way you don't even, I'm not even talking about stacking. I'm talking laying side by side, shoulder to shoulder, floor only. Yeah, you could not fit 190 people in your home. No, you you got to stack. Not even close, right? So then you do another layer, and how many would that? It would be about a home and a half of a. That is so many bodies. We could maybe fill this room of ceiling to with 190. Yeah. Be pretty damn close. I don't know. I oh mean, it would, it would be full. Think of that. It's yeah. a vault of humanity. Good Lord. All they had to do was pay Jose a little double time, overtime, to, to keep the fire going a little bit longer. This is where I thought of you. Well, they didn't even have that. You were a consultant. Yeah, oh, I could take care you of You go over and look and go, wow, you guys, I don't know what you're thinking here, but all right, we got a lot of work to do. The Wolf, <laughs> Italian company yeah. comes in. You got too many dead bodies. They know what to do. Give me a barrel. Give me a phone number. Give me a truck. That's all I'm going to need. You got to get rid of those. And how they just kept staying. Now, in a way, I find them somewhat honorable. They got a little bit lost in their job. But they never once just started to throw them in the lake. Their intentions were to eventually get to them. So would I. <laughs> there would have been such a massive lake. Like that lake would have risen. Oh, well, man. the lake is we have no rain and the lake's risen about 13 feet. The drought's over. Yeah, I'd have just been pushing bodies down into that water with rocks in there. The water would have risen up. But 190 bodies, and they had an intention, of evidently, to get them taken care of eventually. But yet, it also sounds like they could have properly stored the bodies. Maybe. Because that's the charge improperly stored. 190 is, I don't know how you or why you would have room for 200 bodies. I don't know why you would have that. And then and here's the other the... thing. Who was in the boxes? They weren't making them. Then they weren't having funerals. Right. They were charging full pole. But the families didn't notice there was no funeral? That's my point. They probably rotated the same box. That's they had what like I'm wondering. four or five Who's different in there? models. They're just cutting heads off and plopping it on yeah. another body? Who's in there? Or it's going in one of the uh, mausoleums. Or How the... hard is this job? Put it in a box, put it in the ground. How do you fall behind is the other question. Got too many things to do. You slap a little makeup on there, stuff them in there. If we missed embalming that one, that's fine. The worms will take care of it. Get them in. You know, the other thing this is, is um, those could have been all like closed casket. Who's going in the ground? You've been to a funeral. They put them in there right in front of you. Oh, man, it's a little, they pulled their more, website down, too. I was looking there? at their website. <laughs> it's a little more labor. You put them in, we'll finish it up. We'll get it when you guys They'll leave. Take, Thanks take it us. back out. There's nothing in the box. There's nothing in the box. How hard is the job? If you've got a box, you've got a place to put them. So you didn't finish the job. No one's checking. I've never been to a funeral where Uncle Dave goes over and pokes and goes, hey, you forgot to disembowel this one. You didn't embalm him. Oh, shut up, idiot. We're putting him in the ground. Big deal. And are they, are they are they ones that I mean is their deal they they don't bury and there's okay. like a natural well, process it's, it's I don't just, know it's called they're green burials without yeah. embalming fluid okay that's in easier. a biodegradable casket this is simple so everything was already degrading as it was right. sitting there so they're throwing the back so they had a giant farm what was going on yeah. with the funerals where were they where was the family in the green funeral if they're not embalming or doing anything. This is easy. They're over there by a giant mulch pile and just throwing stuff in on 
Oh, it's Uncle, just, their dad. They were keeping them because they wanted them. They used to offer cremation services, but stopped in 23. I'd have fired up the uh, Weber out back and started cremating again. <laughs> yep. some, uh, get well, Brady's a little upset because that's kind of low-level grilling, but maybe a wolf <laughs> or a Sub-Zero. Do they make well, grills? Well, Weber's got a new unit out. It would work pretty <laughs> nice. Brady would have yeah. liked that. All right. Weber will do. You don't want to go anything below a Genesis system. <laughs> then, you know. yeah. The green egg, probably not good. Maybe for green babies. Green egg gets heat. But, yeah, it takes a long time. It's a long time. But look, they had nothing but time on their hands. They did. Yeah. They could have kept that they've been they've been dabbling in time issues for a long while i just don't get where the families were like well what happened here because the first guy you know patient one out of 190 had to have a funeral like a year ago this this 190 didn't just show up from some mass shooting or a building collapsing i understand if they had an immediate rush of business this is over time so number one guy where was his funeral what's the family doing who's in the box now it all started had to have been this year, said 2023, they stopped doing the uh, cremation. Yes. cremation. Now they're stacking up. Okay. Out of fire is back now, up. So you're, you're just handing to, fireplace ashes to people? You're, or a plant, oh. a potted plant, because they're letting them naturally. Yeah, but if there's if, before that, though, the, the ashes, like, if they, right. they stop that, like, you we're gotta, not doing that anymore. You got an overrun of urns and. Where are, the, where are the families? It says we've notified approximately 137 families. We've released approximately 25 loved ones back to their family. As to I don't want it back. I don't want grandma want that's been back. in there for six months. Well, a lot of times we wanted grandma. What are we doing? We wanted grandma out in the first you place. Yeah. Put them in the back. Yeah. Oh. Well, you're giving her to me now? This isn't right. I gave her to you in the... Cook it. Preheat oven, 1,850 yeah. degrees, and let's go. We put grandma in a home five years ago to not deal with. You think we want to deal with her now? She's been rotting in a Colorado room yeah. for. Uh, the story's crazy, but it makes me wonder. Like, I get it that you were behind and you have 199. What's the thing in between? Where were the. What was going on at these funerals? How about the. I mean, just the. You think of the process like the. When you get. If you just get the straight bag of ashes of your deceased one. Yeah. No one rarely checks. You don't I mean, look. Like I did with my dog to make sure that her his. Uh, like you did a DNA check. Well, on no, the belt? Benny had a, a, a knee replacement. Oh, and you could tell. So his metal was in there. So I opened the bag, came in, and I scooted around like I just give me a bag of ashes and his. I think it's a T lap. I forget what that's called. But the, they have a little metal replacement for his knee was in his ashes. I ended up breaking down crying because of it. Cause now I'm holding a bag of you know burned dog, but. It was in there, and I'm like, this is legit. Like, it's a legit thing. But it would be so easy to do because you just get that, you're just assuming, okay. Nobody looks. Yeah. My Uncle Bob's funeral, I peeked at the oh. casket for like a half a minute. I'm like, look. And I knew for a fact that they'd gutted him because I was on the phone giving his parts away to an organ donor. They took his veins and his skin, so I don't know what was under that suit. But I guess now you have to kind of poke and prod to make sure that what's going on there is legit. Because otherwise, it's just like the paper mache heads from Escape from Alcatraz sitting in the box. They're not doing any of their work. But I don't know how hard it is to just put a dead guy in a box and go, we're done here. I didn't. Fit, I did a poor job on that one, but nobody's going to notice. Some bodies had 2019 death dates, Come according on. to the document. What happened back in 2019? <laughs> I don't know. Where the fam- What did they watch go in the earth? The pandemic hit. They had nothing to do. They were sitting around the whole time. They could have burned up a few more. What is <laughs> the gas bill just going on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. And if you've already lied to the family yeah. and buried something else. They're not going to know. Cook it and shut up. Yeah. Set it and forget it. Exactly. <laughs> All round for That's right. <laughs> I'm creeped out by the world. Oh. Like 24 hours ago, I was fine. And now I'm like, what is happening? How do you fall behind 190 bodies? And again, I could fall behind my job. I could get 
10, 12 back, then I'm just going to hit the brakes for a second. I know the money's good, but evidently I'm in a good situation where I can start turning away business. I can redirect you to another uh, bury it without embalming it place. 130 bodies, pure profit. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> all the way you're paying that whole... Working. That's right. You're 100% profit on this body because you didn't do a lick of work. And eventually you had to go to work with the unbelievable pressures of opening that one door. Like, there's tons of them in here, too. Stan, we've got a, uh, a smell Ooh. problem. We got to get another storage facility. What? <laughs> they don't have very good cooling. Look, we're Colorado. Just for the winter. We'll get this done by February. 190. Funeral place just bought a pallet of air fresheners. I don't know what's going on. I just don't get it. The FBI told uh, loved ones <laughs> who were among the decaying bodies, meaning that they were given uh, ashes of non-family members. Yeah. So, like, you're carrying around an urn of grandma, and it could be uh, Someone Freddy else. the used car yeah. dealer down it's the road. It's a Duraflame. I yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to happen. Oh. It's a Duraflame and a couple of mosquito sticks, and it's... Now they're taking samples of ashes to check... Uh, oh, I mean, no. It, wow. I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not digging in. Close into enough. It. You can DNA sample the ashes? I, that's, I, if there's bone... Yeah, um, that, that um, might be it might not teeth or something. Yeah. shouldn't be, because the heat... Basically, that's the point of the crematorium it's, is to bust it I know, but it's it not down. like a fine Oh, dust. it is. Have you ever felt yeah, that? Because the, the dog ones I have are like a uh, granular. It's down to nothing. There's no bone. The only thing you oh, get is wow. metal. I saw, um, saw Ronnie's mom. I saw uh, You saw teeth? No, not teeth, but I knew say. it wasn't. I thought it would be like, you know, you're scooping your fireplace ashes, yeah. real fine stuff. That's it, it, wasn't, it was pretty fine, but there's enough like... Jeez, I didn't get any chunks. I mean, what do you do? Dig out a teaspoon to give to the FBI? Because they want to analyze it. (laughs) They're they're asking for it. Yeah. Here you go. And then you find out, oh, that is your, uh, that's Uncle Carrie. He's good. (laughs) Oh, good. Can we have our teaspoon back at least? No, no, we we need it. He's he's missing parts now. Because they might take some of that, you know, if they're scooping stuff and take the metal out because it'll they they deliver in a bag that that metal could puncture through that bag. All right. Here's the new thing for me then. If, in fact, I pass, i got to go over to Trajan and put this in my will. My funeral, I want to be uh, hung up Blood Eagle style above the crowd, just so you know I'm there. So, no, I'm not. Be- I, want, I want my whole nude body to be Blood Eagled above the group saying, all right, we know for sure he's here and that we're not pulling a ruse in the box. There he is. There's no questioning that he's not stacked on stacks. What if we get that past, like at the Tempe Town Lake, and you can do those stacks, those fires like they do in the riverbanks? Yeah. Right Big pile fires of people. And push the rest in there for chum. <laughs> people would love that. <laughs> if we just got rid of the bodies publicly. We're going to get rid of this problem over here. If you guys want to come down, five bucks. Kids get in free. Balloons. Clowns. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So that story hit me last night right after that political thing. I'm like, ah, the world's falling apart. And other news. Colorado people were arrested for stacking about 190. Can you imagine being 190 burgers behind at McDonald's? You'd stop the drive-through, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. You just stop. You, you, you just, just at a certain point, you just have to go. I can't do this anymore. No, but but what that would be is there's stuff in the bag with something. They're putting something in your bag, and you're thinking, Grandma's been buried for five years, <laughs> right? Or fired up, and you get yeah, and you get the phone we call. We got our bag. She's here. We got her. She's been melting. Then who do I have? It doesn't matter. Uh, we got pictures. We're going to give her back to you, though, because we don't know what to do. And then you get gooey 
gloppy, gelatinous oh. five-year-old dead grandma body that's, bag. That's, yeah. Well, it's, it's <laughs> in, going to another place. Like you put a it in giant Ziploc or something? Yeah. Here you go. Uh, here you go. Yellow and blue make green. Do yeah. not open this because <laughs> what's in there? This is your gelatinous grandma. Sorry. She's been sitting outside for a few years. Improperly stored. What do you mean we're not at the temperature? <laughs> what the, yeah. Oh. Where's that in the dirty dining report? How come Channel 3 never talks about these? I don't care if, uh, you know, Fantasticos and Cave Creek gets a, you know, has the cheese at the wrong temperature. Start uh, doing the dirty dining reports at these funeral homes. Let's go in and start checking these guys out. I, 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 that's a cottage industry right there to go through as a health inspector and go, all right, well, we had clean dishes next to 190 dead bodies. That's a demerit. You're going on Channel 3 tonight. Yet is going to talk about you. This this lady got a bracelet that was left on her dead mother back, and it still had some substance left oh, on it when goo. she got it back. It's dead lady, it's got dead lady oh. goo. Dead lady goo. I don't think any yeah. amount of jail or prison time will justify my brother having to clean my mother's rotting flesh off the bracelet oh, they get us back. God. And she's not this wrong. Is, no, it's oh my Jesus. Oh. oh. It's my favorite tennis bracelet. <laughs> they didn't even have the decency to dip that in some palm olive before you they gave think, it back yeah. to the Here you go. What did you just peel? Yeah, it, it, some of the chunks inside of that uh, chunk bracelet. Sorry about that. That's grandma goo. She's been dead for how long? Four years, but it's cool. We kept her jewels. Hey, the most valuable parts of grandma are in your hands. Get off my ass. Horrifying. Yeah, blood eagle me. Hang me above the rest of everybody. There's John. There's no question. That's him. In fact, I might get a tattoo just so they can't screw around. And I won't tell anybody about it except for, like, you and maybe, like, three other people. Brady will be like, I got to look for the tattoo. Make sure they're not trying to pull a fast one. Colorado, huh? Effing hippies ruining the world again. There's the other thing. Thanks, Josh. Hippies. (laughs) They're to blame here. You nature people. I like going in the woods like anybody else, but I take a hibachi in one of those showers that you heat in the sun. I'm not screwing around. I'm glamping. You hippies and your nature way are screwing around with what's been working since King Tut. We embalm, we stuff in the ground, or we burn. When none of this nature garbage, you guys can't do it. You hippies are terrible at your jobs. Gotta get back with nature. It was a rogue operation. Shut up back with nature. It caused the plague you're back with nature, burying people without gutting them first. You have dead bodies on grounds. You have animals that dig them up and eat them. Then they get sick and start passing that on to other things, and it just it's cyclical. Embalming's good. Right now, you got two or three of the other businesses just going heavy radio and TV. Oh. We've got the hottest <laughs> fires in Colorado. Plenty of room for your dead ones. No hippie burials. You hippies, you take it the way we do. Well, I don't want to be embalmed. I want to get back to nature. Then hang yourself. We'll take care of it when you're done. Get back to nature. Shut up. Read a book. Dead bodies caused the problem. We need to clean them up. You can't have just buried people in the backyard and their hearts rotten out. You'll get a coyote problem. Then your dogs are going to get killed. Grandma gets her stuff sucked out. We do that. We clean out all that goo, burn it up, give you the shell in a box. You put it in the ground and everybody's happy. So you want to sell that diamond, gold, and leather bracelet? That's not leather. <laughs> That's not leather. It's just chunks of granny. Oh. Why is this thing covered in uh, melted Laffy Taffy? Oh, that's your grandma's body just chunked in there. Yeah. Hippies. Knock it off, hippies. 
Yeah, well, yeah, Mr. Adam's right. You know who we need on this is Gordon Ramsay. The Shut bodies are rotting in the back of the store. What are you doing? Stop taking business. The punters come in. You tell them no. But we really need the money, Gordon. It's like, You've got 190 bodies you haven't touched yet. Granny Johnson oh. up. Granny yeah. Johnson up, chef. <laughs> what are you doing? You're, you're killing the dead. How are you doing it? At least have the decency to wash the bracelet. Well, we wanted it back immediately. And... Hippies. Yeah, hippies, I've had it with you. I've had it with all of you. None of what you hippies have done has been good, ever. You screwed up music. You made everybody think Woodstock was good. It was a nightmare. A pregnancy, mud, and rape. And we somehow or another put it on a pedestal. Hippies are the worst. The worst. I like white rappers more than I like hippies. And they're doing nothing for society either. Maybe Little Dicky and Eminem. There's always a couple. But most of them are terrible. Hippies. You know, if we just didn't embalm the bodies, it's the way nature intended. Yeah, and the plague came from idiots. Oh, I hate hippies. I hate them so much. Hate them. Love is what we need. That's never worked. Judgment and hate. That's what gets the world spinning faster. (laughs) Go take care of those bodies. I guess if you're going back to nature, you were happy. You just stacked them up like they used to back in the medieval days. Yuck, the Are they in the running the for... Um... No, because, well, because it's yeah. got to be localized. Yeah. We can't do the S-heel of the year. If we had that locally, they'd be... The Halfords. They'd be up there. Unbelievable. Uh, it's 626. So if you've recently lost someone, poke around where you got them getting fixed up and make sure you're getting what you get. Get your money's worth. Open the box. I'm saying... I know it's hard. Open the box. Make sure you paid for what you paid for and what's inside the box is supposed to be. You don't have a bunch of, you know, checks mix with rocks in it. Well, somebody said stuff a rare coin up the, uh, and uh, when you get the ashes back, look for the coin. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm like, wow. <laughs> stuff a rare coin up your dead family member's ass. Yep. And it, then when it, you get the ashes back, sift through it and find out if it's there. That's why they put them over the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> if, in fact, you're not distraught enough to... Sh- to, to go in and shove a there, coin yeah. up a dead family member's ass. You don't care what ashes come back. I agree. <laughs> if I can anally... Vi- look, get Nathan Sutherland involved maybe to put a coin he in. Already, friends, but, here, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's emailed a few times. He's over there. Oh, he's here already? Yeah. Oh, Nate. How you never disappoint. Man, the best thing about 190 dead bodies is they don't kiss and tell. Signed the great Nathan <laughs> Sutherland. So true. Anyway, the world's gone bananas. Bananas. Uh, It's 627. Let's get a wake-up song. And again, if you've lost someone recently, you have two options. Open the box, my thing, and make sure you're getting what you paid for. Or one of our gentle listeners that calls in and says, shove something up their ass and make sure it gets back into cremation. That's that's the true gift of love right there. Dad, I'm going to miss you so much. (laughs) My whole life, I'm just going to shove this doubloon up your ass, make sure that they cremate you proper. (laughs) So long, old man. A backhoe in 30 minutes. No more body what? problems. Lazy Fs. That's my thing. <laughs> Especially if they're not embalming. There's no work here. It's the biggest scam going. A backhoe. You rent some heavy equipment and you just take care of the problem. You can got a bobcat for a couple hundred bucks. It'd be fine. Which is why, in a weird way, I sort of feel sorry for them. They did have good intentions. They weren't just backhoeing the problem. Well, once the stack-up happened, they tracked them down, the couple... Uh-huh. At uh, Wagner, Oklahoma. Yeah, they moved. <laughs> they got away from oh, it. Oh, that smelled too bad. And they're charged with crimes of abuse of a corpse. Yeah. 
theft, money laundering, and forgery. Yeah, because they took money to do a thing. Obviously enough to roll it in. Yeah. Well, think how expensive it is for funerals and stuff like that, man. They're they're rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Figure twelve hundred bucks a body. Yeah. And that's that's just the ones they didn't do. Imagine the ones they were actually getting the job. Coffins that or a couple grand, and you know that organic brand on it. Back to nature. Organic mm. funerals. Like all you got to do is take the body and stuff it in the box. I don't know how they fell don't behind. Pay a premium. Don't know how they fell behind. <laughs> hippies. Goddamn green hippies. I'm going to go home today. On my way home, I'm going to stop at Walgreens. I don't know if they still sell it. I'm going to get like ten cans of Aquanet. And I'm just going to spray it in the air after, just to piss off some hippies. Just, <laughs> just going to load up aerosol cans into the air. Bring the late '80s back, freaking hippies. Let's get a wake up song. Five eight five nine eight hundred. We'll get a good one out there today and try to reset this crooked world. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. Ninety eight KUPD. Thank you, Alliance. Ah, it is the eve of Alliance's big show over there at the Yucca Tap Room if you're interested. So head on over to that and enjoy the glory that is Alliance as we go uh, two weeks, two weeks. Crazy. Till Cladio uh, starts. Yeah, today's two weeks. Was it two weeks from tonight? It's Thanksgiving. And next week and the week after, right? We're only two weeks yeah. away. Holy smokes! Jesus. Enjoy it, because it's uh, fast. Uh, this is a great email. A really good one. Uh, another person, that uh, David, says, Yeah, John, uh, there's no no question that guaranteeing getting the right ashes back, you have to stick a special coin or object in your loved one's ass. I don't know how I get access to that loved one. I really don't. Sorry, Dad. I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to take your word for it. If you tell me these are the ashes of my late father, okay. I don't really need the real ashes, I don't think. As long as you're not abusing the corpse, I- I'll take a scoop of whatever you give me. And it's like when you go into the ice cream shop and you ask for vanilla and they give you that scratchy atoli stuff. It's pretty much vanilla. It's close <laughs> enough. I'm getting the, it's the same. It's, I'm not going to complain about that. I asked for ashes. You gave me ashes. What more do I need? If I got a DNA test that I shouldn't have hired you in the first place. What, wait, wait, you get a load of this one, Brady. This is good stuff. And it is kind of an interesting thought. Uh, a guy says, hey, Holmberg, I have a chance to fire a person I've hated since junior high. She doesn't remember me at all, but she was horrible. I was sort of a nerd. She was a hot cheerleader, smoke show. I just got promoted at work. Uh, we've never even met at work. And she was assigned to my team. Now, I know Brady's answer with me won't be built out of furious anger. But my boss said, you can eliminate as you see fit. I need you to trim the team. She's very good at her job. But I feel like it would benefit me emotionally from getting a win 25 years later from a girl who absolutely destroyed not only me, but about seven of my friends uh, two decades back. She was the meanest bitch in school ever. By the way, not hot anymore. Recently divorced. She's miserable right now, going through an awful lot, and she's added on about 30 pounds since high school. Do I spit fire at her today, Darren? <laughs> Kick her when she's down? Yes. You're... This isn't what would Brady do, so you can take care of this on Monday. Absolutely. Take her down. Karma's a bitch. Think about how great you'll feel 
sending her on her way post-divorce, little extra weight on her bones. She peaked in what sounds like junior high, treated people like garbage years ago, and now that old phrase that people hate, that chickens come home to roost. Good night, nurse. Now, look at how he's turned out. Uh, stop. Stop it. He turned out this way because he's a leader, and he takes he makes decisions, and he gets rid of dead weight. And she's got a lot of extra dead weight, it sounds like. Here's what you have to worry about, though. Before you make this firing, slowly comb through your past and think of the one person that might rear his head or her head later in your life. Yeah. Do you have any of those going on? If not, absolutely can this woman with great fury and anger. And also, let her know, I remember you from school. Give her a little spark of memory. You remember me? Oh, my God. I forgot. Hi, Trevor. It's great to see you. Yeah, it is great to see me. Unfortunately, my name's Darren, and you're still a horrible person. <laughs> uh, like Key Custer said, didn't the boss say trim the fat? If she's gained 30 pounds, you're just doing what he said. Yes. <laughs> Pack up your QB and get the yeah. out. The revenge firing 25 years later. Is sort of beautiful justice. We all celebrate that in movies when the nerd gets their win, no matter when it is. And vengeance is it? What is it? Revenge is a dish best served cold. Yeah, that means time has to pass for the dinner to get cold for you to. This is nice. Now, I don't know what she did to you back in junior high that still hangs over your head, but if you're still carrying it around, it couldn't have been good. Yeah. Now I think the fact that Brady bringing, bringing it up. And letting her know, man, we went to junior high. I don't know if you remember, but yeah. and let her look things, at you and go. Made things miserable. I wouldn't say that. I would. That makes um, you look sad. But and desperate. she's a performer. Here's one thing you got to look at on the job side of it. If she's one of your top performers or a good performer, then that now you're in charge of this team. You let one of your best players out. If that's the case, you're jeopardizing your opportunity there. Maybe, maybe. Um, so think about that. But if you're any good at what you but do, I think the you can pick road, up the slack. That you're above that? But you're not. Nobody is. You can be. Sure, but he's not. But he's not. You can be. He's still hanging on to I understand, a little bit. Yeah, 25 years of, like, I I hate you. I just don't think um, there's a part of it that I think there's more of a reward mentally by being above that. Sure, maybe. Also, a wild reward immediately for being beneath it. There's rewards on both sides. There's a nice feeling at the end going, got her. And if you're good enough at your job, you'll pick up her dead weight, which she carries. The second you let her go, you're like, I know, I've gotten rid of a decent performer, but I'll... And by the way, everybody at every job ever is replaceable. Sure. That's silly to think they're not. She might be you're a good right. performer. And you'll have those somebody promotions else can come and go just as fast. Sure, sure. But you you're can, replaceable, you too. Can, you can speed that up really quick by making some bad decisions right off the bat. It's not a bad decision. These are life opportunities that are rare. And you're doing it for hundreds of thousands of people who feel the same as you. Maybe you get to know her a little bit. Oh, I like what Brady's saying now. Right before you fire her, try to f*** at the Applebee's once. Yes. Get her over and take her to lunch. Two for 20. You try to f*** her once. Get it out of your system. You bang fatty one time. And maybe fire her while you're f***ing her. And then lose your job and start all over. But it's worth it. That's worth it. (laughs) <laughs> Darren, you got to do this. Nah, she's a pig now. Screw that. That's true. You don't like nah, to bang pigs. Like that. You're above Maybe that now. Take the pig to less. the edge. Make the pig want you. 
and then fire her and go, I'd never bang you. You're fat. Remember me from junior high? <laughs> You're out. <laughs> and then grow little horns. <laughs> Leave the Applebee's. I was wondering why he took me to Golden Corral. Right. Yeah, well, it's a buffet. Well, because I looked Beast. at you and I assumed. <laughs> it's a great T-shirt right there. It's a buffet, Beast. <laughs> what are you whining about? It's a buffet, Beast. Golden Corral. Like, you don't know. <laughs> Darren's success is also great revenge. And uh, you are her boss. There is an uh, an aspect of this to sit her down and say, do you remember me? I would never let her know that it still hurts. But I'd be like, do you remember me? And see if she brings up, oh, my God, I was awful. Maybe you'll get a 25-year-old apology. Maybe not. And I'd judge it off of that. Sit her down in one of those really wide chairs in your office and say, I don't know if you remember me or not. We went to school together. Oh, my God, you're Darren. Yes, I am. Do you remember me? Do you remember school with me? A little. She's not going to She's gonna pretend like she doesn't, and she's going to talk about how much she misses school. Wasn't that a great time? No, it wasn't. I'm sorry, Tiny D. I did not mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maybe she went after his wiener. Maybe she just mean-girled him into corners. You know, Mean, mean Girls is a movie for a reason. They're, it's relatable. Like, there's a lot sure. of people had them. I didn't have many mean girls. Like, I kind of got along with the... They never liked me the way I wanted them to. I think because I put out such an extra effort to be in their crew. Like, I would have been mean with them. But, uh, you know, there were some bullies in the world, but they were usually yeah. a few years older than me. There's a, a crowd that you were, weren't going to be in. <laughs> This is a pretty good one. This is not beating around the bush at all. Ronnie says, take her to Ajo Owls, bang her on the hood of your car, spit in her mouth, and fire her. Spit <laughs> <laughs> in her mouth. Ronnie. Uh, yeah. It's not my wife, by the way. No, no, not different Ronnie. It's a dude Ronnie. Okay. It's a guy Ronnie. This one says, casually mention you remember her. She knows what she did. Act like it doesn't bother you. And use it for a while. Make her sweat. Also a, a good plan. You've got all the cards here. You are the it puppet is. master. Firing her may feel immediately great, and sometimes that's the proper action, just the swift chop of the head. But if you're carrying but, that, and I understand it was miserable at that time, but you keep carrying it around, and if you think that solves it, it's not because you're going to repeat it again. You'll end help. up. It doesn't solve anything. And I'm no, not sure. Like you're saying it like he's... I don't think it's as rewarding as a lot no, of people think. Sometimes it, it can be. But at the same time, well, you know, I definitely would bring it up that saying, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if she I like that idea. And kind of let her know, I remember you. And don't tell her, her why. Don't tell her why. Just give her the, I remember you. You're on my team now. So uh, I got my eye on you. And just yeah. overlord her. Be kind of a... a, a you know, a boss that kind of clouds over her life. She's gone through a divorce. She's got extra weight. She's got a lot of pressure on her. She's not going through a good time. Last thing she wants is some guy up her ass at work. Be that guy. Make her life miserable for a little while. He's not, I don't think that, it, you know. I don't I, think you. When, when you say carrying it around, it's like he's moping around every day trying. He just no, remembered her. And he's like, she brought back some stuff. And yeah. it's like, oh, there's some triggers with this one. I remember you. You didn't make life very easy on me. There was a kid named Kelly uh, in, um, when I was in elementary school and early junior high, who was about three or four years older than me, and he hung out with this beast named Robert. Robert was like 19. And Robert used to go just whack 
kids in sixth and seventh grade around. Uh, you know, on their bikes, he'd come jumping out of bushes and just knock you over. He just was a bully in the neighborhood. He yeah. was huge. Nothing you can do when you're in sixth, seventh grade. When you're playing some baseball at uh, Earhart Park over there in Tempe, and next thing you know, Robert comes up on a motorcycle and picks you up and shoves you in a trash can. Hilarious now. But Kelly was his toady. You know, it's why it's so relatable in a Christmas story where Scott Farkas shows up with that little toady who laughs the whole time. That was Kelly. And I can tell you that a few years after, those guys used to run roughshod over all of us. Mark, my buddy Mike, me, Jeff Cuomo, all these guys we used to play ball down at the park. And we were kind of athletic and they were just dickhead dirt heads. And they would, you know, kind of come by. Well, Kelly was Kelly was one we could beat the living tar out of if we wanted to. But he was protected by this gargantuan moron with a motorcycle. Kelly got uh, crushed by a rock hiking on Four Peaks about nine years after all this happened. And a great feeling of joy amongst that group happened, spreading the information of his passing. There was happiness when we found out that not only was his death early, but stupid. He was pulling on a rock hiking, like, <laughs> and it broke. Yeah. And an entire boulder smushed him. Jesus. And we found out the details of it from Robert, who later died as well. And again, the phone so calls started saying, to circulate, man. and we were all pretty happy about it. You hear people say it all the time, and some people don't believe about karma. I don't necessarily believe okay, in karma, but, but, but I think stupidity also, eventually stupidity eventually gets you. But the the point of believing, uh, saying, you know what, that person will eventually get theirs. Yeah, there's some on their behavior, yeah. and then I can always remember, you know, when two wrongs don't make a right. Is that proper behavior to you know? You can say, screw that, I'm doing that anyway. But you're now yeah. turning around and making life miserable for her. Yeah. Is that the right thing to do? I don't think so. Probably the right not. thing to do would be fire her. Just get her, no. get her out of your life. I'm, I'm with Brady Take on this. The high just road. get rid of her now. Don't. You're, you're a better man. Brady's right. Don't taunt her. Don't tease her. Just fire her and make her miserable uh, out of your sight. She'll go find another job. She's fine. Hey, just tell her. I, I, God, I couldn't. I knew you from somewhere. I thought yeah. you. I went to high school with you, but you look so much different. Yeah, now. Ah, that's a good one right just there. I like the that. backhanded do, compliments. Yeah. Not what gonna, Brady's doing. Yeah, great. I like what Brett's doing. Yeah, make make fun of her physical maladies. Yeah, yeah make her feel you, bad about herself. You I were like so that. pretty back then. Oh yeah, then. weren't you wow. the really pretty girl in high school? You've changed so much. You're so mature. Now. I had a thing for you, but. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Can't believe I had a crush on you. No threat there. <laughs> there you go. Are Don't you, worry and then about bring harassment. it up. Are you married? Oh, recently divorced. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes and sense. Just act like everything makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Did you eat him? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you might have eaten Be a, careful. a person. You're the boss. <laughs> we'll take care of you. Because she's you what, truly still evil. If anything goes wrong, we'll give you Brady's job because I don't like his angle here. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, you're my type of guy. Brady's too worried about this. This vengeance thing. You think Matt O'Comer back in your high school wouldn't get it? Like if he has a chance to fire a few of those guys that nicknamed him O'Comer and it stuck for 30 years, wouldn't do it? He's friends with some of them. I know, but he's also pissed off at the last reunion when somebody goes, O'Comer! And so, my name is Matt O'Connor! He lost it immediately. So if he got the chance to be the boss to a few of these guys. You know, it's uh, back to the if future. She, if she fired up the same thing, knowing you were that kid in high school, and she hasn't changed a beat on that, like when she's yeah. like, oh, you're my new Oh, my leader. God, you're turd liquor. Yeah. Oh, she remembers. Done. 
Remember, though, in Back to the Future, how rewarding it was as an audience member to see George telling Biff that he missed a spot washing the car? Yeah. Yeah. It's rewarding to go all those years later and George McFly got and it. And he, he was still nice to Biff. Payback some He money. wasn't nice to Biff. He made Biff do menial tasks around the shine. house. He paid him. It was... And Biff was grateful for the job. It was passive-aggressive dickery <laughs> to give Biff little tasks because Biff was hurting. And he kept... What George should have done is just dismiss Biff from his life. But what he did was, you can wash my car for five bucks. Because he's an overlord now. It's a good thing. Wield your power. Like kings used to. But he didn't know that at the time. We know. No, he knew. That's how life changed. When he knocked him out for being a bully. bully. He knocked him out. No, he was the hero, Brady. George, get your goddamn hands off her. Clock cleaned and changed the course of history. Stood up to the bully and then became his overlord or ruler. Queen B is it. And Biff's life never was the same. He needed George all the time just for a few bucks for food. That's a win. He did a good job a on the one. car. Except for he didn't. He had to do it again. again. Biff. He had to put the second coat on. He had to put another coat yeah. to do it. He lied to him to do a second coat. Yes, sir. Biff. I'm right on it, Mr. McFly. And he starts scrubbing again because he knows that there's a sandwich in it for him. And we as audience members are like, all right. I got a guy I want to do that, too. We all could relate to it. Everybody. So I like this. I like this, Darren. I think Brady's right. You don't fire her. Then don't listen to Brady anymore. Turn to Brett. (laughs) Start making fun of her fat and her divorce. Backhanded compliments. Passive aggressively. Start telling her how you remember. Man, didn't you win, like, Homecoming Queen or weren't you winning? Yeah, I did. Holy cow. Holy cow. (laughs) And then start bringing in salads and, like, churros and then putting churros on her desk and eating a salad next to her. I like to eat healthy. So I brought you these churros because I'm not going to eat them. Why do you think I would? All right. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave snacks on her desk all the time. I just assumed you'd want that. That's a nice thing. And then when somebody says, he always leaves snacks at my desk. I'm like, what are you? you, Why in the world are you mad about that? It's Hershey bars and churros. That sounds pretty nice. Sounds like a nice guy. What a great boss. You're complaining about this? I mean, where can a man get a win these days? I don't want you to leave churros at my desk anymore. I'm sorry. I won't give you any treats. What a bitch, right, everybody? (laughs) You're right. Here's a payday. (laughs) Sorry I left you all those treats. I won't do that anymore. Just picture frames and stuff with just single women in them. Here, I I thought of you when I saw this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, great stuff. Keep having your wedding ring fall off. Oh, stupid wedding rings, don't you? I bet you don't miss this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just have single ladies playing yeah. over the intercom. Oh, on single a lady. Hey, single lady. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, come to us. Brady, we got Brady, you. you. Go out there for a little bit. <laughs> come to us. <laughs> We've got this. Brady was right when he said, don't fire her. Take the high road. Brett's road. It's really high. That's awesome. (laughs) I like the idea of leaving little snacks on her desk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But again, fine tooth comb your history. 
And try to remember if there's anybody you've done something awful to. Before you cast the first Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is true. There's a very... uh, Billy Joel was right. That glass houses thing is real. You don't want to start doing that before you start getting it back. And then if you do think of somebody that you've wronged, uh, whether they come back in your life or not, start planning for what you're going to do if they come back. And have a a foolproof foundation for when they come back so you can continue harassing this chunky form of beauty. Have them take her spot. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them in and just keep the cycle alive. Be like Buscemi and have the list on the wall and oh, stuff and just scratching them off. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't have that experience, but I know high school and junior high does a number on quite a few people. And it lives with them for years on end that it was the worst times of their lives. I remember being next to a kid. I can't remember. Uh, John or something. I can't remember his name was talking with somebody we all kind of ran into each other. I was at a Suns game about three years ago. We all kind of ran into each other. I was like, my God, I haven't seen you in forever. How you been? He's like, I'm good. I'm good. And like, uh, it's a bit like it has been since high school, right? And he goes, no, we saw each other once after. And he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to the guy that we were with. There were four of us. We all just kind of happened to be in the same exact spot. And John said something and he goes, uh, and, and the one kid said, wasn't it great? And he goes, no. In fact, it wasn't great because of you. You made my life hell for about five years. And everybody kind of froze. And he goes, I'm not kidding. So I really literally had a terrible experience in high school because of you. It's like, oh. And then he turned to me and he's like, it's good to see you. And I think my friend Brian said the same thing to Brian and this other guy standing there. I want you to say his name because he's listening. Walks away. And I'm like, what did you do? And he goes, I was kind of a dick in high school. Because I didn't really know the guy that well in high school. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, we did a lot to that kid. Like, whoa. And, you know, here we are. This is 30 years later. And that dude told him. And I bet you it felt great. I bet you to finally say, you're, you're the root of a lot of my adult issues. You. And he got to say it to him. And I think there was some sort of power in that. My mom's uh, sister, uh, Sue, was a cheerleader at the high school. And there's this kid that was really nerdy. And he was like George McFly. And people, you know, just treat him like a nerd and... Fast forward 20 years later, the guy's writing books. Dude's name's R.L. Stein. Oh. Goosebumps. Yeah. And he comes back to Ohio about 30, 40 years later to receive an award. And it's presented at the time by uh, Clinton. And she runs into him. Hillary or Bill? Bill. No kidding. And um, the good they're, doing it, uh, they're doing the presentation. And she sa- he says to her, they run into say hi, yeah. and because you were always so nice to me, even though you were in the popular crowd, yeah. and I was getting. And you remember, I'd like you to come to this presentation night. She sits next to; she's one away from Clinton, and how about here, that? And she turns this wow. guy that is a huge donor to the place, replaces him because uh, he was a classmate at Bexley High School at yeah. the time. So she sat there, and the guy remembered her from that. So those impressions that you do oh, all sure. back then. Sure, you'll have people go, I always loved you. Mine yeah, is you always. Thank you for being so nice, because yeah. you could have. And see, I never get that either. I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I always get the hot girl telling me, I had a crush on you, like you did. I always thought you were so funny. I'm like, why didn't we act on it? Because of the way you looked. Like, I couldn't be seen with me. They couldn't be seen with me, but they really liked me. Like they, I had Trevor over here. You were funny. I'm like, yeah, well, what happened? Well, I had such a crush on you, I just didn't act on it. I'm like, what, what happened? Why? I would have done anything for that. Oh, because of your face and body and build. Oh, right. The thing that kept me from living. I get it. 
<laughs> that was the I was I would have been embarrassing to be with. But God, they really liked me. I'll never forget that. That girl Shara Sean, she was gorgeous, and she told me after high school, she goes, "Oh my God, you grew up into a man." I'm like, yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm like, what was wrong with me? It's like you're just always really little. I'm like, oh, you're always so funny. I'm like, well, I had a huge crush on you, and she goes, oh, you were so cute. I loved it. I'm like, well, we didn't nothing. Ever, no, I would never. I would, wouldn't have been seen with you in public. That's weird, gross. I'm like, all right, that. But that was my self awareness because I also knew that, and that carries with me today. There's no question that the feelings of that insecure weirdo in high school still lives with me every single day. That's, you know, part of my growth process as a teenage kid. I recognize, you know, I got to overcome quite a lot physically (laughs) to make this all right. And it's better than it used to be. If you can imagine, this is the better version. Dear sweet Jesus, how bad was it? But yeah, this guy, Darren. And it's the reverse for a lot of other people. Oh, yeah. Where they're, they're... Highlights the Uncle Rico's. Yeah. It was high school. They looked great then, and now they're pigs. Yeah, like this lady that Darren's got to fire. Yeah. This guy says, real simple, screw with her mentally. As the boss, have cheerleader days. (laughs) If you can still squeeze into your cheerleading outfits, everybody gets a day off if you come in for cheerleader day. Oh, jeez. Doesn't look like it used to, does it? Bring in your pictures of when you were in it's uh, oh that would be a good one. Uh we'll have a high school reunion right here with all of us. We'll just reunite with our high school selves. Everybody bring a picture of yourself from high school and we'll put them up on the board and we'll see if we can guess who it is. Great stuff. And then you bring your hot girl thing in there and nobody guesses. Hilarious. That's you? Cuz then the whole office will do it. You don't even have to say it. That's you in high school? And as nice as it may seem, you're surprised when the fat girl puts up cheerleading pictures of herself from high school and everybody goes, that was you? Wow. You were, somebody will say it. You were gorgeous. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> you were beautiful in high school. Yeah. And then they don't have to say anything else. It, the seed's in there and that little tree is growing fast. I mean, not like you're not, and then somebody will make it worse. Not, not like you're not still pretty. I'm not saying that. You know what I mean. I better get back. Enjoy your churros. I see why my grandfather married her. <laughs> it's awesome. Good luck to you, Darren. Somebody just sent me a picture of young Brady. <laughs> I got pictures of you when you were a kid. It says, can't tell me this a hole wasn't a bully. You and your sweater and your popped collar with that. Yeah. Leaning up Everybody's against, like, a, look at the hair. Leaning up against a country club. I'm gonna make your life a nightmare, bitch. <laughs> Brady was the nice kid in school. I'm sure of it. You probably have enemies, though. You probably have somebody sure. that someday will come up to you and go, "I hated you." Can't stand you. Yeah, I hated you. You drove me nuts. You were mean. You didn't even realize you were doing it. I keep waiting for that L.A. guy, girl, to come back. The one that I still, she was too poor to date. Oh yeah, L.A. gear. L.A. guy. She called me. Because I had L.A. Gear shoes on. And her whole family asked me out on a date. And I was like, ugh, no. Someday she's going to come back and say that that hurt her. She's going to be a CEO of some company. Oh, and just a and probably show. like a beautiful woman. Yeah. Do you remember me? No. What if I called you L.A. guy? You're that poor bitch with the whole family in the van that came to ask me out? <laughs> you remember. I do. Let me tell you what you've been missing. Oh, my God. 
She might pop up someday. Is that an Astro? I wasn't mean to her. I just told her to get out of here. Get out of here. What are you doing? Because I was afraid my friends would see me with that incredibly poor girl. So dirty, so poor. <laughs> in a parking lot. Her whole family sitting in the van asking me to go out with her. The whole the mom and dad, brothers, all the hillbillies were in that thing. Putting balloons Man, on my car. if you made that turn... You'd have six kids now. No question. I'd have had yeah. them like before. I, I'd been parking cars. I'd have been. I'd have like six different jobs. I would have never made anything out of any of my life if I'd have dated that poor. They were all there, putting balloons on my Jeep. I ran out of Tony. I was like, "What's going on? Ah, is this him?" I just remember the day. Is this him? <laughs> he is a strapping young fella. I'm like, get out of here. What are you guys doing? And the guys at the American Valet working with you. Like, dude, you should be a comedian. <laughs> you know, I've always thought about maybe doing that someday. But I've got 11 children with this poor bitch and her family. I live in a van. There's open mic. at uh... <laughs> And I would have done it. It would have just been bitter, mean, poor people comedy. Which isn't so far off what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah. You're funny, man. You do a lot of voices. Did you ever think about doing something with that? Hang on, I got to go get this Toyota. I'm going to run across the park. I would have been in great shape running all over a parking lot, parking cars, and then doing overnights at some sort of a paper factory or something, just loading boxes. Strip club DJ. Yeah, it would have been, maybe that would have been my claim. All right, everybody. Well, and probably introducing my wife <laughs> and youngest. <laughs> oh, all right, it's a mother-daughter dance. They're only 11 years apart, everybody. This is a pretty <laughs> impressive crew. They were on the same high school team. Uh, cheerleaders in high school, they were amazing. Let's welcome my wife. The appliance stage. Oops. Put looks like the, someone's stuck in the dryer. <laughs> Put her up on the stage. <laughs> it's L.A. Gal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it a nightmare. But I was awful. And someday she'll come back with just gigantic cans and flowing beautiful hair and lips. She's going to look like Jessica Rabbit. Do you remember me? Nope. And the second she says L.A. guy, I'm just going to be like, whoops. <laughs> I called you L.A. guy because of your shoes. I'm like, yeah, because you were poor, and you thought L.A. gear was like top-of-the-line stuff. That's why I didn't like you. You were nuts. And your whole goddamn family showed up in that primered van to ask me out. It was weird. They show up to serenade you, mom and pa on the, on the jug and playing the washboard and stuff. And <laughs> Our daughter has found herself a bow. <laughs> He wears expensive shoes, you know. They're not expensive. They're 35 bucks. L.A. gear. Carl Malone is the... I blew it. I bought bad shoes. She's courting. <laughs> She's courting her man right now by his Jeep. Go away, hillbillies. You want some venison? Uh, no. I bought some jerky. <laughs> I make it. That's how we make a living. That and selling her plasma. We need more kin. She'll pop up in my life someday. That's Darren, that's my version of that. And someday she'll probably we'll have, introduce our new CEO, and she's just going to look at me, and her whole job was to climb the ladder to get me back. <laughs> first things first, we have to get rid of some incredibly expensive dead weight. The Holmberg show's been canceled. Like, what? <laughs> Number one for years. Yeah, we can't afford it, and we're just going to let you go. Maybe you could move to L.A., guy. Oh, I know who she is. Oh, oh, guys, I'm sorry. No. This, this is them roosters. They're, they're roosting again. You know, that's what's going to happen. Tripp's going to retire, and she's going to take over his job. Yeah, that's it. Man. Oh, I'm going to hear it. One of these days, I'll hear it. 
He said, there are a lot of people that will pay someday because they made fun of my head in school. That's for sure. Signed, Toledo. Ah, Toledo's even emailing <laughs> from the other room. But, Our uh, old boss, Chuck, had the uh, avenging story in a way. He was one? interviewing for a job. Oh, one of the best ever. What happened? Well, he had a guy who, uh, he was working as a salesman in radio, right? And then lost his lost his job. He was, I think Chuck was the, a GM. Well, he was the GM and lost his job, right? And then, job. and then went back to go do a sales job. Something. Yep. And ran into a guy named Steve. I forgot his last name. And Steve was the new boss. And he sat back and he goes, uh, the business has passed you by, fella. He goes, why don't you go sell shoes or something? Yeah. What are you trying to do getting back in radio yeah. again? And so Chuck walks out of, slinks out of that office and then uh, ends up getting a job in KUPD and becoming like the king of KUPD for a while and getting a good reputation in the city as kind of like a guy who's running a hell of a business. And the dude who told him to go sell shoes came to get him a, a job once. Reversed around. The reason why was not uh, apl- applicable for the radio, <laughs> right. but he was having sex with someone in an elevator at work. And Chuck had a very special way of telling got him about fired. this. Yeah, and got fired for it. So he comes to Chuck and says, yeah, I'm looking for a job. And he goes, why don't you just go sell some shoes? Get the f*** out of my office. Didn't know. <laughs> didn't know Chuck was there. Didn't, re- didn't know Chuck remembered. Wow. Yeah. Told me After I should go sell that chick on the yeah, elevator. Yeah, he's balling some broad on the elevator. He had a special word for the broad, though. <laughs> oh. Lost his wife, his job, lost the whole shebang. Comes to me and says, I'd like a job. Why don't you go sell some shoes? Get the f*** out of my office. <laughs> and that guy's still walking out going, what the hell was that? <laughs> I didn't care if he knew or not. I got mine. Revenge. Wanda! Worked with him. Uh, worked with that. I did and you did. or in the same building, but I worked with him in for like four or five the years. The shoe guy? Yeah. Yeah. Never knew that story. Me neither. And we told him. We, we, we Nicest like, guy oh, in the world. That prick. Let me tell you about him. I'm like, whoa, We're Chuck's like, lost Steve? his mind over a really <laughs> nice dude. Nice Steve, Steve might have humbled up after that because yeah. Steve was one of the nicest people I've ever worked with. Let me tell you about that prick, shoe salesman. It was like, no, that guy's a serial killer. <laughs> it was awesome. Revenge is sweet. That's why they say that. That's why that phrase exists. So good luck, Darren. I'm glad you brought this to our attention. Please keep us up to date on what happens with Chunky the cheerleader. I do love the idea of ice cream day and just leaving her. Here's a fun thing to do. As the new boss to say, hey, you're my team. I just wanted to have a little thing. Every Friday, we're going to do ice cream Friday. I'm footing the bill for that. And everybody gets a little scoop and then give Chunky cheerleader a bowl. Trough. <laughs> give, her the, give her the rest of the court. Like everybody gets a scoop and then just go here. And then just leave it for her. Why do I always get me to do whatever you want with it? I just assume you want it. I like Chunky the cheerleader being like constantly baited into giant meals. That's a great one. If there's room for one per- more person on the team and you want it to go that way, all you have to do is just hire uh, Tom Winnemeyer. She'll put on another 30 pounds. <laughs> Wintermar, that's true. Wintermar has that drawer of candy. food every day. That's a good point. Drawer of candy, towel turkeys. He's got all sorts of stuff. Good point. Hire a guy who brings snacks in and then balloon her up. <laughs> the best revenge you can get is to hit her where it hurts. She can't keep her hands off the sweets. Leave snacks at her desk every day until she complains. She goes to HR and tries to tell, he leaves a snack on my desk every day. 
Well, it's not against HR. Well, why does he do? Is he coming on to me? No, I just have snacks. I leave them for everyone. Mm. How come I get a full cupcake and other people get those little crackles? I don't know. You look like a cupcake gal to me. I like you. You're very nice. <laughs> you're, you're my what's, top salesperson. What's with yeah. the king size? <laughs> also, weekly do a best best employee of the week. Start a new thing called best employee of the week. And every time one of the other employees gets best employee for like a sales thing, best best uh, production for this week goes to Dave. And you give Dave like a gift card to like, uh, I don't know, fan place of fanatics. Oh, you yeah, get fanatics. Like a, yeah, give him $10 gift card to that. Every time she wins, sprinkles a dozen. <laughs> you give it to her like, she's done it again, everybody. 12 cupcakes. And slowly just feed her out of her chair. <laughs> Fourth quarter winner, the seven-pound Toblerone chocolate bar that triangle. <laughs> but if it's not her, $10 gift card to something, to something that has nothing to do with food. Right. Always give her food. Chunky the cheerleader is still insecure about that. God damn it, I like that. We should start a business. The revenge bitch. Chunky the cheerleader is, this is gold. Yeah, keep her on staff. I don't like, like, Brady's right, don't fire her. And then come over to Brett and uh, me in our office. (laughs) Implement their program. I think you should take the high road. All right, thanks, Brady. You've done your job. Uh, Off you go. Hey, here we go. Now you're with Brett and John, and this is going to be a different animal. We'll get rid of him. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> High calorie In road. Fact, Brady's going to be an integral part of Chunky the Cheerleader's demise because uh, he's going to be the one that gets us discounts on all these cupcakes. He knows about the uh, fettuccine and ribs over at <laughs> Santisi Brothers. Nobody knows the menu like him. You did a great job this month. I'm going to take you to Texas Grill. All you can eat. <laughs> all you can eat. Whatever. Oh, it's on me. Man. <laughs> Really? You're just my you're my favorite employee. Let's go to take and just get a small house salad. Just go. You get you get the all you can eat. Take her to one of those Mongolian barbecues and watch her stop. Back it. Blow her up. <laughs> Ballooner. This is great stuff. Yeah, there was nothing better for me going back to junior high and seeing Mr. Craig again when I went back 25, 30 years later. Did you remember him? to nothing? He did remember me. Mm. Because I was nothing. He was a dick. And I just remember her towering. Did not, it's how little he was. And towering over and going, you remember me? I do. I know all about you. And I know you talk about me on the radio. I'm like, you were such a dick. Ha, 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 ha. What do you do? Like, you're still doing the radio job? You know what I do. You know. You're afraid. <laughs> and I remember saying to him, I don't remember you being this little. And I think that's the last thing I said to him. And I just shook his hand. I was like, good to see you. Oh, he's got to have a ton of those. He was like five, six. He was so small. But he was a mountain of a man to me when I was in junior high. And he took advantage of that. He picked on kids. I didn't know at the time. I just kind of dealt with it. But I hated him. Still do. But I never heard that he pulled the rock down on himself. Revenge. We've all got something. And you're her boss now. Man, oh man, you're lucky. Great work. Take the high road. And... Um, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats, Brett? Got lots of stuff. And, uh, of course, it's brought to you by Action Ride Shop. It's uh, wintertime is hitting us. So it is now time to get that winter gear going. And uh, Action Ride Shop's got you covered. New gear arriving daily. $10 off a full tune-up on your skis or your uh, snowboard. 
Just mentioned KUPD. Uh, so, and, and also, if you're not into the, the snow thing, I got you covered on the trails, too. All the bikes in stock, Pivot, Santa Cruz, Kona, you name it, they got it. ActionRideShop.com is where you want to be. Donnie emails in and says, you should do like a picture wall of all your, your team, and everybody's a 4x6 except her. She's an 8x10. <laughs> everything about her is bigger. Get her a bigger office chair. All of it. Just everything is bigger. Oh, God, I... This revenge business is something we need to get into. Mm. God damn. All right, on the list, uh, Anthrax, Fugitive, Avenged Sevenfold, Megadeth, Falling in Reverse, Trivium. And then we get into the conversations from earlier. Uh, Corn, Dead Bodies Everywhere. Uh, Leonard Skinner, That Smell, Oingo Boingo, Dead Man's Party, Slayer, Dead Skin Mask. (laughs) And uh, for the elections last night, scum oh, yeah. of the earth from Arab Zombie. For the debate, because scum was the big word of the night. I like dead bodies everywhere. That's a corn one. That's not so bad. And that kind of goes with that Colorado story. Yeah. It's insanity. <laughs> and one of the most overrated songs in the history of music, Oingo Boingo's Dead Man's Party. <laughs> Dull people like that. And I like Danny Elfman, but that one, man, oh man, is that a nursery rhyme of garbage uh all right we'll go with uh let's do that let's do dead bodies everywhere all right 190 of them sitting in that place over there in colorado corpse land god i want to go over and see chunky the cheerleader now i do too tell us where you're at send us a picture of her working and probably and wait for her to eat something like wait for her to take a bite. She's got a cheek full of food. Give me a picture of that. <laughs> Thinking about her failed marriage and how she's got. I'm sure you could find her at uh, yeah. Cheesecake Factory or something. <laughs> <laughs> if I just hung around there, you think she'd just show up one day? Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell me where you work and how far away it is from a Cheesecake Factory, and I guarantee you we'll get Chunky the Cheerleader's picture. <laughs> the menu is just so vast. This is not the highway. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you have it? I'm the corn. It up. Give me that. I don't think we got a good one over here. Is that a, that's a dirty one too? Yeah, that's I gotta, not too bad. I got to watch some words on this. And I don't. I don't think. I think. I. I don't think I have anybody I'd get revenge on. I don't think I need that. I don't think I had that bad an experience. But I do know people who have had one. You hear that like phrase? High school was hell for me. Like you're 50. It still got you, huh? Oh, it's brutal. Or people who had too good a time. The Uncle Rico's too good a time in high school, and then the rest of their lives can't measure up. Manager of McDonald's now. Yeah, it's like they're. It's that's a weird thing. One of our quarterbacks from high school turned out to be manager no of kidding. McDonald's. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like for good? Last I heard, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Well, sometimes that can be a pretty good gig, and sometimes it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, he was Uncle Rico, big man on campus, yep, yep. the BMOC. Like you'd never think. This no. is where he. Like the world's just going to. A red carpet's just going to constantly be rolling in front He's of him. Get a scholarship. Yeah. Instead, slinging the meats. That's right. You want a double quarter pounder cheese? Oh, that's right. better. Dork shall inherit the earth. It's out of control now. KUPD. All right, there's some Marilyn Manson for you, the beautiful people 
Now the chunky lady you might fire. I love it. Beast. Marcus Mang, all the way back in Chicago, says, you realize that this is just the... It's the modern take on uh, Norm MacDonald's old movie, Dirty Work. He's right. Forgot about Dirty Work. Tries to go in and blow up people who have ruined your past. Doing the dirty work. I love it. Make all the coworkers uncomfortable. Norm made everything better. That movie should have been better, but Norm MacDonald's great. Of all the comedians that used to come in here that have passed away, he and Gilbert Gottfried are the two that I'm like, oh, crap. To the gentlest. Just, well, Norm was just an odd dude. I don't know. Was it gentle or just yeah, strange? Was... Gilbert was gentle. As you know, hey, it's great to see you guys. How is everyone? And they're like, oh my God, you're Gilbert Godfrey. All right, we're on in three Fragile. seconds. All right, I just want to. Everything's a go here. We're all cool. Yeah, all right. And there we go on the air. I'm like, Jesus, he loses his mind the second the red lights come on. Right, those two I miss the most. Of course, we've been at this so long. Guests that are dead for 10 years now. <laughs> Remember those guys? Used to come in 10, 12 years ago before they passed away. This show's just dragging on and on, Brett. <laughs> just a few more. Just a few more. Just let us go for a few more, and then we'll be fine. We'll be out of your hair before you know it. We're mopping up right now. Don't worry. Uh, at 7.55, it's just about that time for Brady to give you all the news that only he knows. It's brought to you by our friends over at Hooters. If you want to head to Hooters today, it's a good idea because it's game night. And Hooters is your headquarters for all football and sport action. Stay up to date on your fantasy players, too, and have some hootastic football specials. They start at 6 o'clock tonight because the game starts at 6 now. It's no longer 5. Remember, 6 o'clock. Time change. Uh, best part, it's all brought to you by the world-famous Hooters girls. It's probably like 620 kickoff, which is much better. Uh, head to Hooters and watch the game tonight. Going to be good stuff. Football's always good. Hooters always good. The Hooters girls always great. They bring you the Brady Report, which is mild to okay. Brady, report it. Good Thursday morning, GPX of the world. Happy National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. There you go. There's all sorts of deals going on. All over the You place. got through the apps, mostly. Like uh, Popeye's, Burger King, Wingstop, KFC. Chick-fil-A. Uh, probably. Sure. Yeah, would assume <laughs> the Chick-fil-A would be the one that has its arms wrapped firmly around Chicken Day. Go to Hooters, get that buffalo chicken salad. Good stuff. But it's fried chicken yeah, sandwich. Fried chicken. You can get fried chicken on there, too. But they're not probably doing a special. That's different than a fried sandwich. Sounds axe. good even without the special. Axe. Yeah. Well, you start getting pushy, and the next thing you know. Yeah. Sounds good even without the special. Oh, Those are good. That's a good salad. A couple of baseless fun facts. The highest grossing indie film of all time. Highest grossing indie movie of all time? Yeah. Clerks. Star Wars, probably. Is it Clerks? It is not Clerks, and I don't think was Star Wars. I thought Star Wars was full indie until it got grabbed at the last minute. Well, I guess it would be grabbed at the last minute. Then. Yeah. This one, I did not realize it either, but The right. Passion of the Christ. Oh, no kidding. Huh. Mel Gibson went full uh, yep. independent buy on that. Vikings didn't wear helmets with horns. It comes from a performance of Richard Wagner's opera, The Ring. Wagner, Brady. Do Wagner. it right. Dickie Wags, his opera, uh, The Ring, in 1876. The costume designer made the horned helmets for the Vikings in the show, and the image stuck. Huh. Imagine that. Would have never known. The first assassination attempt of a president happened in 1835, when a guy named Richard Lawrence tried to shoot Andrew Jackson. His gun jammed, and Jackson beat the tar out of him with his cane. That's good. The olden days. Make America great again. 
I don't mean assassinate a president. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, knock a guy around with a cane when he's coming at you with a knife. Defend yourself is what I'm saying. Although it would be pretty cool to watch Sleepy Joe do a little walker dance on somebody that wanted to harm him. A trying to hurt me. I break out my cane. My whipping cane. A survey found the average American streams 1,112 hours of shows and movies a year. 1,000? Well, yep. you don't have an option now, so all the TV 21 hours a week. 5,000 Americans were polled, 100 in every state. Here's some of the stats. The uh, state that streams the most is Wyoming. There's nothing to do. 40% of the people stream more than 50 hours of content a week. I bet you we're one of the lower it's a full-time ones. full-time job. Because we're out and about. The weather's so good. Minnesota is the top state for true crime shows. Freezing. Indiana watches the most dramas. Freezing. Nevada loves romantic comedies. That doesn't make sense to me. People in Idaho are the most likely to stream the same movie over and over again. <laughs> They're dumb. They live in and Idaho. They're dumb and cold. Next, Netflix and chill. 57% think streaming while hooking up is an acceptable first date. But once they're through the hookup stage, you better be into the same stuff. Having a different taste in movies is a deal breaker for 45%. It's huge. I don't know how you've done it. You're just so tolerant. Because your wife's taste in movies is the worst I've ever seen. No yeah, question. Just, uh... like, not even close. <laughs> and it isn't an insult to her. She's on a different plane. Yeah. It's almost a compliment to say, I don't know how you find joy in the things you watch. It's like, it's an just amazing... Bad movie. movies? Or they're so oh. far separated as far as movie taste? I just, I'll never forgive her for Butterfly Effect. Never. And also... She's big on the horror movies. She loves them. Horror. I mean, horror. horror. Yeah. horror. No, horror movies. Horror. I was going to say, I like horror movies, too. <laughs> we all like horror yeah, movies. Yeah, Come on. The way well, you say it is wrong. don't you want to be into horror movies? My wife's into horror movies, so what can you do? She's she, a keeper. She likes Butterfly Effect out loud and then does those Hallmark movies like crazy that you always talk about. Well, it is the season. And then loops uh, Adam Sandler movies at the house. I think she's trying to get rid of you. Holiday movies are big this time of the year. She's trying to find your but breaking not point. only. This time of the year. Two-thirds occasionally watch them other times. 74% of women. 60% of men. The state where people are most likely to watch Christmas movies out of season, Alaska. It's always Christmas in Alaska. <laughs> 93% of Alaskans say they do it. Because they're depressed. Christmas might make them feel a little better. The uh, National Traffic Safety Administration is telling people not to put rhinestones on their steering wheels. People do it's, that? It's a trend right now. Yeah, they bling it out. Okay. Apparently, the people are decorating them with the uh, not only the rhinestone stuff, other stuff, they're blinging them out. The reason why you don't do that, if the airbags deploy, you got shrapnel. If those little rhinestones. Yeah, they're going to your own fault. Well, yeah, Beyond like that, hey, you've got, if you even bump your head on the steering wheel, it's going to slice you up. You don't want any hard rocks on your steering wheel, dummy. Stick with the fuzzy Dyson, though. <laughs> okay. I'm sure we'll see videos of that soon. By the way, Travis has emailed in and said, hey, Brady, it's chicken sandwich day. Not chicken whatever you want day and stop asking. Your upper Arlington douchebag kid has come back inside you and asking McDonald's for grilled cheese with extra sauce they don't have. You're making people eat semen. <laughs> He's right. It's chicken sandwich day. It's not. Well, why don't we just give this a run? You don't own the place, King. 
and he is almost right. National Fried Chicken Okay, day. bottom line is, you said ask for whatever. Why don't you give me a grilled cheese instead? Put it on the fried chicken sandwich, PLU. Don't go in there and do the Brady grilled cheese at McDonald's thing and act like you're not eating some guy's. But it's not um, off at uh, Hooters. If you want fried it's off chicken the... on the buffalo chicken salad. But it's it. not a sandwich. You're saying just throw it in there and try to get the deal. You're going to be eating Oleg's. Yeah. What you're saying is give me that fried chicken sandwich yeah. minus the bread and the pickles and not, everything yeah. else on yeah. it. Just throw some lettuce on there. It, Travis is right. You wandered in there. Hey, what's up, hotshot? Six-year-old kid. <laughs> Why don't you give me one of them grilled cheese McDonald's so known for? Listen, sugar teas. Yeah. You went in there and started getting grilled cheese. And I saw your eyes when I said, do you know how much you've ingested as a child? Why? They had it. They had the ingredients. They didn't want to make it for your dumb little ass. And you know that Lamont, who you saw as a lesser then when you were growing up, because he wasn't allowed in the country club, went, entitled little mother trying to make me square up a grilled cheese just because his parents did all the air conditioning work on this Mac and D's. Smells, kid. Why don't you hurry up back there, Lamont? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it, little Lord Fauntleroy. I got your grilled cheese. Give me two more minutes. Here's uh, 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 a grilled cheese for you, you little dick. That's good stuff. What's that? Brie in the middle? Yeah, it's a runny cheese. More chicken talk. Purdue, the uh, manufacturer, they produce a lot of chicken. The P-E-R-D-U-E. Yeah, right. They are um, trying to come up, uh, or have come up with what they feel is a clever way to combat um, criticism about their chicken production because uh, everyone accuses some of these chicken facilities to use Abusing antibiotics. Because they do. Steroid it and up. And they do. Have you seen chickens today? They're like 38 pounds. You can get chick mix in a bag right now. I don't know what that is. They're serving you the same food that they feed their chickens. <laughs> it's a snack bag, and they want to show that this is what we're feeding our chickens. It's good enough that you can eat it. We're not talking so, about the seed you word for it. It's the the poison you put in there when you shoot them up full of antibiotics, so they don't Guarantee get each other you sick. They're saying, "Well, they're they're antibiotic free." No, Brady, they're not feed? wrong in what they're feeding yeah. them. They're look, just right. saying, "Don't look over here yeah. while we shoot them look, up." With- by the way, look <laughs> over there, and everybody, shut up and take a reality pill for a second. Every place you go, Delicious. and every spot in this uh, nation, there's uh, chicken wings on the menu. Chicken is everywhere. We need tons and tons of them. If you house thousands of chickens in one room, they just take all over each other. They'll get sick. Without the antibiotics, we just have dying chickens for dinner. We want healthy food, which means we want our food to die healthy. We don't want it to. You have to feed them antibiotics. So it's not abuse uh, to us to make sure that the chickens we're slaughtering for our uh, later enjoyment aren't don't have diseases in them. You want to get your chick mix bag? It's available for a limited time. Chick mix is probably it's, something. Uh, corn, wheat I'm puffs, good. edamame. I'm good. It was so dumb. Was, who's, yeah. buying, who's buying that? We need to abuse the chicken. You, chickens. as a yeah. joke, that, you're buying that. I'm, that I'm an animal lover. But I also love the taste of a few of them. And chickens are goddamn ridiculous. And if we have to do it a certain way, we have to do it. If it weren't for human beings, there'd be no chickens. They'd have all been eaten by wolves. They're stupid. Or they'd have drowned in rainstorms. We keep the chicken population we pre- going. We have to protect them. No, it isn't protect them. We have to eat them. No, the humans do. We, we have to protect them for our own good. Yeah. We're not protecting them for their survival. We're protecting them for our survival. We love chicken. 
And in order to keep them going, they stay in little pens and they get probed up the ass and they were given antibiotics so we don't get sick. What are you and Kirby going to do if uh, you can't go to Cane's? You know how much it would There's like- so many other options out there. Uh, for Kirby? <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> there's other options, but you still will miss Cane's. You have options every day. And they do the same she thing to the cows. Daddy's grilled chicken. That's, but you're assuming so if Cane's goes away. You're right. It's taking a drug away from her on the mix. But if we, you're talking about taking all chicken away. If you take away this antibiotic thing, because yes. there'll be a chicken plague without it. People yeah, are so dumb. No, how dare part? you, sir? Yeah, there would be a chicken plague if we didn't load them full of antibiotics. Have you seen the conditions so they live in? The ones that are, you're saying the companies are completely lying that's saying no but antibiotics. They never said they don't. They do on the packages all the some, time. Some do. But those and are the, the ones that are probably $44 for well, a thing Well, Purdue of is one of them. Yeah. Those are the little chicken breasts that are like this yeah. big compared yeah. to the... Yeah, and those I ones they, yeah. Pro- yeah. they charge you twice as much. I've yep, never exactly once heard half. somebody go, oh, thank God my chicken wings are small. Never once. The chicken wings here are tiny and crappy. You give me one that this is a chicken wing, it's the size of my hand. That's what we want. And yes, I do think they're lying. Because if they're keeping them in those chicken pens and not giving them antibiotics, they're all going to get diseases. The food that we manufacture in droves like that, they have to give them antibiotics. They You're have kind to. of yeah, angry about this, aren't you? Yeah, Brady doesn't like this. <laughs> You're effing with his chickens. <laughs> You're effing with the uh, sanctity of meals. <laughs> and I'm saying if it wasn't for the steroids and it wasn't for the antibiotics, you wouldn't have half the chicken you've got out there. The reason we have it in such abundance is because of antibiotics. You don't have to like it, but it is the way it works. I hate what you say. I'm going to get revenge on you. Hi, Rook Brady. I've got uh, two Brady videos. Okay. The first one is this um, ex-pro MMA fighter. This is right out of Tactical Black, John. Oh, this oh, guy yeah. was attacked by a guy with wielding a knife, and then he went back and got a machete. One thing he does wrong in this is he gets out of the car to fight the guy. Should have just well, let the dude stab yeah, the car. Yeah, because I think the yeah. guy was basically swinging at his yeah. window. Should have just run him over with a car, really. But he gets out to fight him. And the guy's yeah. got a 14-inch blade and then goes and gets another knife that's a foot long. But uh, this former fighter who's been trained, just instincts take over. And he, he does exactly what you're supposed to do. You fight the guy wielding the weapon. You don't fight the weapon. It's a great move. And then he chokes him out, steps on his throat Javier and calls the cops. Baez. Not the baseball player, though. Oh, I was going to say. Javi Baez. thought he was playing with the Tigers. Javi would have swung and missed at the knife. No question about it. Would have been a wild swing, too. But this is a great video for self And he even said, like, people are like, you need to teach self-defense. And he goes, this is easy. You destroy the operator. But this dude's losing his mind. Yeah, he's yeah. in the middle of the night. And he's already, he got out of the car, which was mistake number one. I don't think there's any sound, but just in case. Yeah. Yeah, he gets past the knife. He dodges the knife, gets him in a hold. And then just chokes him out. All the while working the hand with the knife, not the knife itself, which is a big mistake people make. They fight the blade. You're going to get all chopped up. Look at him. Right there. He takes a swing at him with the knife. Ends him. Yeah. It's all about just breaking that arm. And he does it. Oh, it's a great move, too. And then he chokes him out, gets the knife out of his hand. Great move, Javier Baez. You learn all that stuff up at Tactical Black. Do all those... Frontal knife attacks and kick the crap out of people doing it. It's a blast. And that dude had no idea that was going to happen. Guy came out of came out of the woodwork, just shot out at him with a big blade for no reason. Yeah, Wasn't even mad at him. Just part nuts. Of the story where he came from. 
Just flat nuts right. in the middle of a parking lot. Four in the morning. Guy was getting home from a party, four in the morning. Bad things happen after 3 a.m. Lunatic in the parking lot with a great big knife. This last radio video. This guy in a wheelchair. At first, I'm not sure if he's uh, trying to end it. Like I'm done with it. I think he's trying to end it. Yeah, it looks like it. But uh, oh, he's at a railroad track. Yeah, railroad crossing. The wheelchair. He's backing up on his wheelchair. He's backing up on the track. Can you blame him? Uh, makes a sudden move. Here. Oh, here Watch, comes. Here we go. That's a train sound. Go. Oh. Good morning, Dervish. Clipped him and made him worse. Oh, oh no, it man. didn't kill him. Turn him into a spinner. Oh, everything's a disappointment for this guy. It clipped the back wheel and just spined him again. You got to get center of the tracks if you want this to work. Oh no! It just knocked a cripple over. Well, that didn't work that out. That sounds like excessive wreckage for a wheelchair. Like when it hits it, it sounds yeah. The like sound was loud, like again. he's hitting a semi. <laughs> Well, there is no way. Or that's just the, the tracks. The... No, that's no, added. unless he's got a mic on him or something. Yeah. He's got a lavalier on him. Right. It, well, if he mic'd up and had a guy yeah. film him, I got to give him credit for that too. Watch this. I saw it in a cartoon once. Bro, <laughs> pretty cool. But again, handicapped guy wanted that to go different. Now he's got to get back in that broken. Now his chair's broken. He's worse than he was five minutes earlier. You filming? Uh, Scott says, uh, Purdue free chicken seed for everybody. Brady is going to tell you uh, that it tastes better than the free seed he found on the road the other day that said Acme on it. <laughs> yeah. It's the coyotes trying to get Brady. It's gunpowdery. Yes, it's a little, hmm, Acme bird seed, eh? Come on if I do. Me, me. Yeah. This says, uh, Brady's right. Purdue does not use antibiotics. It's an FDA-inspected product. They can't lie about the meat inspection. Ha, 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 ha. Government never lies. Sure, sure. You're right. He's right. You're right. 10,000 chickens in a five-square-foot room. Yeah, there's no reason for antibiotics at all. Brett, what do you got? All right. We'll start off with a little farming accident. Oh, no. These are never good. This one's not too bad. Oh, he's in oh, some oh, sort oh, of a oh, broccoli oh. factory. Oh, he's oh, newer. Oh, oh, always caught. Oh, he's caught inside of a conveyor belt thing that looks very homemade. Oh, they they turned it on. Oh, the guys oh. are losing their minds. The, the other coworkers are losing their minds. What did he go I into? Think it's bad, Brett. It's like an auger. Oh, geez, down bad. at the bottom, there's a bunch of yeah. blades. Okay, yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, don't back. Oh, he's oh. done. Oh, these guys are losing it. The Boss, co- what do we do? What do we do? Coworkers, back don't it reverse it. Do you back reverse it, it and put them through it again, or just keep it keep it rolling forward? Always oh, calling everybody. Yeah, by, by the way, no uniform for the workplace. Everybody just showed up dressed however they want. Yeah. Uh, here's a little uh, home look video. Farm. What kind of, they, what kind of uniform? Well, because they all look, they look kind of like a K-pop band when they all stand. <laughs> a lot of bright colors. Guys in pajamas. Here's a video from the avenues. All right. And it is in Phoenix. It is Phoenix. It's at a Circle K. Oh, geez! Some dude just jumps out of a car and starts shooting. Oh, he's chasing a guy down the road. Oh God, no! We hit him. Oh, he shoots again. God damn. That was you, guy in the window. <laughs> yeah. What the? That's right Anybody, there. Isn't that by the old Is uh, that zone Roosevelt? Building? And, uh, yeah, that's uh, right off First Avenue, and I think that's one street south of Roosevelt. That's the place where uh, the guy came up to me in a Circle K, that very Circle K once, and goes, Hey, guess what, mother I got me a bus pass. <laughs> what? God damn. Yeah, I'm with that guy. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, wow. that's right there on... That's right next to the old zone building. 
Uh, there's a little I've been objection. to that circle K a thousand times. Never once. I only got told about a bus pass. I got a bus pass. That guy was celebrating. <laughs> Guys, uh, hot dogging a little bit in his car. Okay. I should oh, say geez, so. Oh, geez. One, two, three. Oh, there's the body. Oh, there's the body flying up five. Is that two six. bodies? Was there a second one? There's a oh, tire that comes in later. Wow. He's going like a million miles an hour down some cruddy road. Goes sideways. Yeah. Starts to flip. One, two. Bodies out. There's Way body. out. Wow. He might have survived. You think? <laughs> yeah, he's clear wow. of the wreckage. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I bet his tummy dropped. Got some height uh, on that. All right. And one more after this one. Okay. Just a quick train. Oh, train. Uh-oh, we're in India. Guys in the weird outfit. Oh, they're standing too close. Oh, 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 oh why are you just walking along the train tracks like that? Can't you hear it or feel it? It's You can't get, just keep a good distance and of wide fresh birth. laundered shirt. Oh, that beautiful white, white sorry. Oh, oh man. Wow. Is he get taken down. Oh, he's in the protocol. Wow. <laughs> oh, that guy's in the blue tent for sure. That one from Rico, and then this one coming in from Nicholas. This is a, this is a new one. All right, I don't. Oh no! Okay, here I we don't go. Like the sounds of this. No oh, anal, anal rat? rat insertion. Oh, hang on, oh, we gotta get to the commercial first. Yeah, I know this one. It's a game that you, you won't last thirty seconds with that f- simulator. All right, it's a oh, full big white rat and a very hairy behind that's been that's already it's been worked. Red it's ass. been worked. It's been worked. And he's bending over. Is it? Yeah, it's a. Did we learn anything from Richard Gear? Don't you need a tube or something? I think he might have one in there. We're not seeing. And the poor rat in his last moments of this. I think the rat's dead. Oh, yeah, that rat. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, dead. he's not alive. Uh, I'm not watching. And he's that. pushing the rat towards his bottom. I'm not watching that. Oh God. Ugh. Oh, it's not good. And he's struggling. He's struggling. The rat isn't. It's not alive, but it's somewhat fighting back. Or humanity is okay. It's the head is in. Oh my God. And then there's the rest of the rat going in. Uh, I'm arresting this. <laughs> the guy is uh, it's a guy shoving a rat in his butt right on our TV. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> now he's got yeah, a tail. It's just the tail. Thought I'd never hear that. All that remains is the tail. Oh, my God. All that remains is the tail. There's a rat. Come on, man. Dead rodent. Ah. And does he go full tail or is it for part of it? No. The, yeah, tail, the tail remains out to Come keep the joke on, alive. Man. Went to the hospital later that afternoon because it started going up and up. I don't know about that. Well, the guy just shoving a dead rat up his butt yeah. on my TV. Brady, you can put a rose on anything. So to speak. Yeah, that guy probably got medical attention. That guy attention put a rose there. on that rat. I think he kept the tail out, and the rat became kind of a man pawn. Oh. He kept the safety. <laughs> and then here comes the beehive. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. You've pooped bigger than a little rat before. I don't think it fall out every time. Brady's worried about beehiving. That video the other day changed him. You'll be all right. That's hard to do. Odds are that guy's done some damage back there and probably You've beehive. You've seen that before? Like that big? No, like oh, yeah. that kind of orb coming out of there? Uh, I've never seen people touching them before, but sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The beehive butt? <laughs> yeah. The it's beehive a, butt, sure. You need to dance around the internet. A, a <laughs> I've seen bit. prolapsing before, yeah. but. You need to stop watching all like that. I could show you that video again. Hitler stuff. And just no over. need. <laughs> I see that last drip again. There's different avenues. <laughs> so you treat the internet like you treated your childhood. You never left Upper Arlington. <laughs> you never saw real Columbus. Yeah, you never and got I'm, out of the state. And I'm, I'm thankful. You you found out Buster Douglas was from Columbus, and you were like, he's from Columbus? Where? It, you you didn't see ah. where he was. There's There you go, buddy. 
<laughs> can't be real. It's a beehive coming out of her butt. Can't be real. Why? You have an inside and an outside, <laughs> that's buddy. That's the AI you believe? Yeah. yeah. That's what you're I've doing. I've seen some of your videos before. Yeah. You're questioning this? AI is amazing. Sometimes our insides come outside. There's the drip. You missed the drip, Brady. Here, I'm going to put that back. No. For you. There you go. <laughs> Here's the drip. Oh. Oh, God. There's beehive videos all over, Brady. You've seen that before? Yeah. You had to leave the upper Arlington bubble to know that there's also black Columbus. What? And that came out later. Same with the internet. I've, I was always told about that. You dance around the country club parts <laughs> of the internet. There's a lot of bad neighborhoods on the internet. Brit's taking you on a ride in the bus. That's oh, right. Man. You get to see some of the fun stuff. The elves in the hood over here. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a bunch of Indians getting hit by trains, which seems to be a daily problem over there. At least on video. Anyway. Well, there you go, everyone. Oh, uh, it's your Brady Report. It's brought to you by Hooters. Happy chicken, fried chicken sandwich day. Don't ask for the grilled cheese or the fried chicken in the salad. <laughs> you know what you're getting. It's 98. It's out of control now. Ken Flores is at the Tempe Improv the tonight and tomorrow. Not doing the weekend. Not sticking around. No, no, no. Just doing Thursday, Friday. Uh, Friday's already sold out, actually. So, what are you doing here then? Oh, Ken Flores, everybody. Yeah, you've already done your job. Uh, tonight, tomorrow's sold out, so tonight's the only night you can get tickets, eh? Yes, that's right. How about that? All right, well, good. Let's get rid of those things. Hell yeah. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thank you guys for having me. I love Phoenix. My fourth time here. Uh, the first time I was ever here, uh, it was my first road gig ever, so I'm happy to be back headlining really? the club. Yep. So there's a little bit of like a, a love for Phoenix, because this was the first time you ever got to do this out of, outside of the, the home. Exactly, yep. Exactly, yep. And Who were you with? I was op- I was opening up for uh, Martin Amini. Okay. Uh, but living coming... Coming up, coming up right now from uh, D.C. He's based in L.A. now. And uh, then I featured for Renee Vaca as well. And now I get the headline myself. Yeah. What should we know about you? This is our first time meeting you. Introdu- make Put your best foot forward, Ken Flores. Tell me about you. Man, I'm a recovering drug addict. I'm a comedian. Uh, well, that's, that's hand in hand. That's yeah, it. Yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah, stop I mean, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not recovering at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're a recovering comedian. Yeah, 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 what like- was your drug of choice? Cocaine. You like the cocaine? I love the cocaine, but I'm fat. I also love chicken sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor told me I got to give up one of them, and I haven't done either. So. so you were a cocaine addict with a weight issue? Yeah, I was the only motherfucker that did cocaine. Oh, jeez, oh, you can't <laughs> say that, Ken. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Ah. <laughs> well, he's comfortable. Uh, he made you comfortable. I'm, cool. the only, yeah. I'm the only guy that got the munchies after doing cocaine, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So nobody ever suspected you of having a coke problem. Yeah, yeah, no, until my nose started falling apart. <laughs> Is that right? What was the thing? that ended it uh no he's still active for sure oh okay (laughs) (laughs) so you still really enjoy cocaine (laughs) i try to slow down man you can replace the nose in this life you know you can't yeah i'll buy i'll buy a new nose you can't buy memories (laughs) 
Yeah, I hope the kids listening took that message <laughs> and ran with it. You realize how important that was what he just said? You can't buy memories. And cocaine provides you some amazing <laughs> stories. Yes, sir. What is a good cocaine story that you're like, I'm never quitting this? Oh, man. Well, I, that was probably not the thought right after. But I, <laughs> but uh, we were, uh, we, 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 I had an eight ball on me and I it was open. We were doing it in the car and we were at the McDonald's drive through I was passenger seat. My homie was driving and he had just stolen a BB gun from this house he was doing remodeling work on. Of course. And uh, he ordered the McDonald's through the drive-thru while waving the gun in the air. <laughs> and then uh, by the time we pulled up, and we, they gave us the food. Of course by the time did. we got the food, we tried to pull off off the McDonald's parking lot, and we got surrounded by the whole police department. Yeah. <laughs> they had their guns out. That was the first time I ever had guns on my face. They they, they had our shit. Our, they had us spread out on the street, man. And I had the eight ball on my waistband, but it was open. So it... um. It, 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 the, when they were searching me, the cop put his finger through my waistband, but he didn't grab it, but he just did it enough where it fell through my pants, and it just went inside my briefs, and I had cocaine all over my... Your junk. Your all junk. over my junk, man. Oh, wow. But you know, really? as, a, as a cocaine man, I was scratching it off and licking my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you did pube coke off yeah. of yourself? Mm. Yes. <laughs> You're not supposed to say mmm after that. <laughs> this, is, this is the most uh, hilarious intervention I've ever been a part of. <laughs> I've never laughed this hard in an intervention in my life. You've got to stop doing coke off uh, your own pubes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Other people's pubes. That's what we do there. <laughs> that's true. He's My heard it God. all the time. So what was the sentence for that? Uh, I mean, we uh, they didn't. They never found the blow. <laughs> they never found the blow. It was Christmas Eve by the beat. It was Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. It was yeah. like one a.m. and we had a we had a trunk full of gifts. We're in the middle of the hood, and they let us all go except my friend who who was waving the gun. They were gonna let him go, but he was so like wired that he started talking to to the cops. Started talking bad to the cops, and the cops just kind of did it to prove a point. So they locked him up. But right. it was uh, there was like everything was dropped. You know, they just took him to the station. They towed his car just kind of so he could pay the fines. But the case was dropped. But um, No kidding. So you waved a gun at a McDonald's employee, got food, and had coke on you, and the cops were like, you know what? Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. What yeah. city was this in? This was in Aurora, Illinois. The only embarrassing <laughs> part was that they put it on on uh, on the newspaper, on the local newspaper, yeah. so they had all of our addresses. Uh, oh, jeez. So we're, we're all hiding the addresses. article from our parents. Like, don't let them see that. <laughs> Nobody. How old were you? Well, I was uh, probably about 19 at the time. No kidding. And your I, parents didn't know about so it. They last know now. Year. No, they wow. still don't know. If they're listening. Yeah, they don't speak English. Well, we have them on the phone. <laughs> oh, <they know>. <laughs> <laughs> Immigrants are not always bad. You know? <laughs> uh, Ken Flores is at the Tempe Improv this weekend. And uh, yeah, I want to hear your stories. You've sold me. When I said put your best foot forward, I didn't expect it to be criminal activity. But man, oh man, was that a good foot forward. Yeah, man. I yeah, 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 man. Well, what is it? What is a story that makes you go? I gotta quit this stuff. Um, bro, I did crystal meth with my uncle. He, uh, I was in L.A. and uh, he's an active, uh, you know, uh, active duty. <laughs> Wait, user. Oh, I see. I thought you were like an officer or military. Oh, active duty cocaine user. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's called, but okay. And, uh, and, and uh, he ended up, uh, he asked me, you know, we, we, we were hanging out one time and he's like, hey man, you know, you, we were listening to mu Mexican music and a lot of it referenced to cocaine. Right. So he was like, you want to, uh, he's like, you ever done that before? And I was like, well, have you? And he's my mom's brother, so I didn't want to like admit to it. But then he pulled out a bag. We finished it. And he was like, I'll get more, but I don't got no money. I was like, well, here's 200 It's my budget like for drugs. So <laughs> You had your whole drug yeah, budget I, on I, you. Oh, because, you know, if we would come out to California with only like 
five hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, All right, we got to split this for In and Out, yeah. cocaine, <laughs> hookers. Like that's <laughs> the three things. And uh, there's this be- the budget. Yeah. That's about, it's real. That's yeah. real. That's not a joke. Yeah. It's responsible. One hundred percent real. And uh, and yeah, and I, I gave him the two hundred. He left for like three hours. Came back even more wasted than when he left. And he gave me like a huge bag. It was like a baseball sized bag. Uh, of this, what I thought was blow, and I started doing it. It started hurting my nose. I was like, "Yo, what is this?" He's like, "Oh, it's cri cri," and I was like, "What the hell is cri cri?" He's like, "It's crystal meth," yeah. and I was like, "Why the hell didn't you tell, call and tell me that yeah. I was like, where's the coke?" He's like, "Oh, well, they were all out, so we had to get." I was like, "You should have not made an executive decision. You should have <laughs> called me." Like, you, so that's my budget, and there's no return. So I'm, we, we did it. We did the yeah. whole thing, you know. So you're a little angry, but well, yeah, when in Rome on the fourth on the fourth day, I couldn't sleep. I was like, "Yeah, this is this I is no stop. good." So that stuff's not yeah. recommended. Of course, yeah. you're sort of like Pablo Francisco and Ralphie May had a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can see that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, whether you, I hope you stay healthy. That's my main concern now after this. You got to, you know, take care of yourself, Ken. Yeah, I know. I, I went to the hospital twice this year. Uh, honestly, nothing serious. Heart failure. Heart rate. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brady, Brady says the same thing when he has heart failure. I can't relate failure. to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. You get over it. You but, really went for heart failure? Yeah, but I, I was going hard. You know, like, we're drinking, like, two-fifths of tequila every night, blow. And then on top of that, eating horrible and just being on the road, no sleep. And eventually it caught up to me, and I just had fluid in my lungs and all kinds of bad stuff. So I, w- I went to the hospital in Manhattan, uh-huh. and then I went to the hospital in L.A. a month later because after I got out of the hospital in Manhattan, I felt better, so I went even harder. You <laughs> <laughs> felt like you got reset in yeah, Manhattan. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm good. I thought I could take it. <laughs> then I went to the hospital in L.A., and after that, I started taking my medicine. I mean, it was crazy. Like, I'm 27 now, and the doctor was like, dude, your heart's worse than, like, some of the people that die here, like, over heart failure. Like, Ken, you got to stop. Yeah, they, they, yeah, I know. They try to give me, like, one of those vests that shock you and shit. Like, oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. They give you a shocking vest. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Somebody yeah, did. one of those shocking. I was like, bro, I'm not going to walk around with, like, a bulletproof electric vest. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'll die. You know, I'd rather die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to die for fashion. Yeah. You look like an idiot. So where we stand right now, how hard are we running? Yeah. I mean, we're probably going to, probably another two months before I have to go for an oil change, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm slowing down. I'm slowing oh, down. I, I just met you and I like you immediately. I, I, I don't want to hang out with you at all. We're going to go to jail, but I don't want you to have this uh, hanging over you much longer. you got a long career ahead of you, right? You, yeah, you've dined, your comedy's starting to take off, and you're, you're doing well. Yeah, man, I was on a race to die, you know, and yeah. it was either you make it or you die. And when it started to work out, I was like, oh, i got to slow down on the other yeah. stuff, man, so this could go well, you know? Do you feel like you have, have you always, because I always thought I did when I was younger. I always thought I had, like, sort of a death wish. Not that I did anything to myself, but I just didn't think I'd make it very far. Do you have that in your brain, like this is just temporary? 100%. I was, it was very, uh... You know, I, I was a failure. You know, I, every job I worked at, I got fired. Every time I could get drunk, I got drunk. You know, it was just like the worst. <laughs> I was the worst of the worst. So what jobs like, did you have? Uh, man, I had all kinds of jobs. I worked at Little Caesars. I was a bank teller. No kidding. I was. I did every job you could name. Warehouse worker. They trusted you around the cash. I mean, that's why I don't work there no more. <laughs> I would have still been a teller if I didn't have an addiction. It just didn't what, balance out what's today, What's it Ken? like to be a cocaine-addicted bank teller? Like, every day temptation is just handed to you. Every day you walk in the bank hoping loss prevention is not there. That's what they <laughs> it's not about taking it. It's about figuring out how to put it back. You yeah. feel me? Like, wow. Yeah, so holy cow! So you got booted from all these jobs, and you're like, I'm never, I'm, I'm. You thought you were a failure? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was, you know. And and until uh, one day, I met a, I met 
while working at the bank, there was this guy who would make deposits for like this uh, comedy club in the in, in in the area, and it's no longer in business, so I outlived them. But <laughs> he, he ended up they did bad business, man. Yeah. But, he ended up uh, telling me, man, you're, every time we had a, a transaction, he's like, you're funny, man. Come check out my mic. Come check out my mic. And one day I went, I saw it, and I was like, man, I'm way funnier than all of these people, you know? Yeah. And it's just your ego, you know? But obviously you try it for the first time, you find out you're not, and it's not as easy as oh, it it's looks. Oh, hard, yeah. But, um, but, I mean, yeah, it's like once I got that, like, for, I have a, obviously I have a very addictive personality. I'm addicted to food. You know, I just <laughs> right. talked about all these drugs. So <laughs> as soon as I got that, like, dopamine from the... Uh, the laughs, it was just enough to get me hooked on that. So now I'm hooked on doing... Yeah, the comedy. That's your new high. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. We yeah. can start getting rid of... Uh, you can start slowing down the other stuff so we keep you around longer for the yeah, funny. 100%. Yeah, did you always think that you were like funny to do this? Or was that kind of like a, just the open um, mic made you realize you can try well, it? When I was 16, uh, when I was 16, it was like when YouTube was like in its prime, like shooting up. Yeah. And uh, I... Stop saying shooting up. Let's not go uh, there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> everything reminded me of her. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a few videos go viral on the internet. They'll probably get me canceled now, but they were yeah. like on World Star, all that stuff. What were they? I don't remember. Like, why would they get you canceled? I love canceled uh, videos. Just a lot of words, like the words I shouldn't be saying. The same thing I'm doing here. Which the big one? The biggest. The, but, uh, the end one. That one too. But I'm from Stop Chicago. It, a Ken. lot of Latinos say it. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying that's how we grew up. Anyway, not here to talk about that. But <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you this: a lot of white people grew up saying it too. Uh, <laughs> you probably you probably shouldn't carry that along. Not on, not on the radio. Though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, once I got the taste of, like, having, like, online fans, I guess you could say, or followers, yeah. I was like, man, I'm going to probably do something with this. But then, of course, you know, started working, whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, like, in eighth grade, I'm sorry, in eighth grade, back, let me backpedal a little bit. I was always a class clown. So in eighth grade, I got voted on the yearbook at the end of the year, most likely to be a stand-up comedian. There you go. In eighth grade. So I kind of. I always kind of knew something. I just wasn't familiar with stand-up comedy. Right. Until I watched, like, my first specials, which was, like, Cat Williams, Pimp Chronicles Part yeah. 1. And I was just seeing somebody, like, leave everything on the stage, you know, sweating. Gave you the taste. But also not being corny, you know, like, just being right. themselves 100%. I was like, oh. So you never really had, like, comedy idols prior to thinking, I can do this. No, no. Not really. No kidding. No. That's probably good because it keeps you original. Yeah, that's you it. know, Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of neat. What is the end goal? I mean, I just want to, the end goal for me is just really to, to uh, be able to not lose my drive and stay motivated. Yeah. Uh, I feel like sometimes as soon as people start popping off, they start forgetting about the process and the writing and what got them yeah. there. So I just want to stay motivated, stay hungry. I mean, I'm always hungry, but, you know, like staying <laughs> in the writing side, right, motivated. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, as far as like financially, I just want to be able to be a, to take care of, you know, the people around me that were yeah. giving me, I never had, I got my license uh, revoked back home. Because I was like racing, you know, right. all kinds of stuff. So uh, I never had a ride to like open mics, and my friends always looked out for me. You know, we would go, they'll watch me bomb, we'll go back home and get some food. So <laughs> now all those people that, you know, were helping me when I was coming up, I mean, he's here with me right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I want to make sure that I can put him on a payroll and we can. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Start whittling that down. Talk to, <laughs> just talk to him. Just for yeah, one guy who got up with you today. Oh, well, I mean, that's yeah. one way, you know, I mean, I mean, I got like 10 people, but you know, my, yeah. my like, one keep or two three. People. Yeah, I think three is a, Total. actually the exact that number. That fourth one is just hanging around. Yeah, 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 you can everyone, get rid of that guy. Every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a girl in your life? Yeah, I do now. <clears throat> what does that mean? 
I, we just made it official uh, this weekend. Official as in proposal or f- official like on Facebook? Official as in I got her name tattooed on my head. Oh, hand. my God, you oh, moron. Boy. You've had <laughs> nothing but terrible life decisions. Why bro, would you do I such a thing? I just met her. How long have you known? Let me see your hand. Talia. Talia. Oh, I thought it said Trisha. I can't no, say Talia. Talia? Talia. 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 Uh, Where did Talia. you meet Talia? Bro, I was featuring at Vulcan in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her homegirl came to see my boy. And I was just third. We were both third wheeling, so we just got to know each other. And then uh, I didn't reconnect with her until like about a month ago I was in Austin. We hung out that, that, that week I was there. And then I was like, you just come back to L.A. with me, you know. And she came back with me. We stayed She's there. She's living with you? No, 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 no. She just came back for the weekend. We both got these tests. She got mine. Okay, got what's your, what is his name? What is the tour manager's name? Chins. You're off the payroll. <laughs> what, what are you doing? You're supposed to keep an eye on him. Fired. You're fired immediately. You have tattoos of a girl you've known for a month? Yeah. I mean, you know, just one of those crazy stories I could just tell on the radio now. Yeah, but in a year, you're going to tell me how you're getting that removed. Yeah, I know. It's going to suck. But <laughs> for right now, I'm being you're optimistic. Happy. That's good. He's All living right. the now. How much powder involved in this whole thing? It was a good amount. It was good, but she's clean. <laughs> oh, I feel okay. like she's going to help me get clean. Either this right. is going to go really well or really bad. Yeah. You know, like, well, that's all relationships. Yeah. Let's be honest. None of them are, are middle. So, yeah, you're exactly. right. All right. Well, I root for that, too. Yeah. Ken, you're making me nervous. <laughs> you, you, ever, you ever heard this quote that said, uh, I want a girl that only want me for my money so she can motivate me to never go broke? <laughs> I feel like I live by that code now. <laughs> I think I do too now. I like that. That's pretty awesome. That's good. Uh, Ken Flores at the Tempe Improv. Tonight is uh, the only... You can't go tomorrow. It's sold out, right? Yep. So this is it. You go see him tonight at 8 o'clock, and uh, I have a feeling you're like... You're one of those human parties. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. a party for sure. I feel like you're... I, I always call people like you a trip to Mexico. It's fun, <laughs> yeah. but I'm always waiting for it to fall apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facts, <laughs> like it facts. could go trouble. You could yeah. you could cause nothing but trouble in my life, but I'm gonna have a blast while it happens. I'm a, yeah, I'm a used car. You know, you could use me at 100 miles per hour for like a week, but yeah, <laughs> I got the check engine light. Then you gotta get some oil change, <laughs> some fluids. Well, I hope it all works out. I like it. Ken Flores, uh, 10 p.m. Prep. Leave us with words of wisdom, sir. Fix the world. Uh, Words of wisdom, only thing I can say is keep working, man. Stay consistent, keep working. And if, 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 if people don't fail, they just give up too soon. So go, never give up. That's all I go. can say. Actually, you did it. Nice job. Ken Flores, good luck to you, man. It's Thank pleasure you. meeting you. Ken Flores, everybody. It's 98 KUPD. It's out of control now. 98 all right, Green Day. That's concert psyching rock now, too. And they're coming here. Everybody's there. going to be with the Smashing Pumpkins in September of next year. we got some time to talk about that. Where's Jake? What's that? Where's Jake Holler? <laughs> Who don't care? <laughs> I'll go to the first part of the show. I'll go see Rancid and Pumpkins. Two, two days ago at the uh, Fall League game I was at, the lady behind me said, she must have been a thousand years old. Have you seen the lineup for Innings Fest? And I'm like, that's the last thing I expected your old ass to say. Talking to her, uh, I don't know what they were, girlfriends, sisters, I'm not sure. And her goes, no. Dave Matthews, 311. <laughs> what? How old am I? What alternate universe am I in that this voice is saying these bands' names? I'm excited for that. They have extra innings fest now, too. A week later, they're having another show. <laughs> How do you know this? You're like the concert calendar. Only Methuselah's concert calendar. You're like on a stone wall. But she was right. 
<laughs> if you want to go. It's pretty good. they got a lot of good stuff out there. So, anyway, uh, it's time for our FanDuel Picks of the Week. Football's back tonight. What a barn burner we got on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, Herb Street. Michaels. Calling the greatest game of the year. The Bears versus the Panthers. And, Wow. NFL football should shut down for a day and just, like, mourn the loss of Dick Butkus for three hours rather than show this thing. But that's tonight's game. The only way that's good is with alcohol. That's a promise to all of you. Uh, But you're going to have to pick it, Brett. So we're going to start off with the Cardinals. They play the Falcons here in the nest. Another bird be visiting this here nest. Kyler not playing, maybe playing. Not sure yet. um, Game day decision. But again, I remind you, Cardinal fans, that if you're gambling away... Dangerous week to bring Kyler Murray back because Call of Duty 3 came out and the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 is loose on Friday. This is a rough one. (laughs) Kyler's uh, supposed to be super focused and then this temptation goes walking by. It's like, ah, it's like having Ken Flores in a bag of flour near. He's going to check it out. Uh, I'll start with you, Toledo. Cardinals, Falcons, where are you going? Taking the Falcons on the uh, spread. You're just giving them One their point. Uh, it's not much of a spread, but I understand why you're doing it. Brady, Cardinals, Falcons, where are you at? I'm going with the Falcons, too, but I'm going to up the spread uh, to uh, five and a half. Brett? Uh, Cardinals plus one and a half. You're giving them the, Oh, really? They're gonna, yeah. All right. I'm going to take the Cardinals straight up. Just on the money They're going to win on the money line. Nice. Cardinals are going to win this game. Now, you had said earlier in the year we have to pick a spread. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Kyler's back or the uh, spread. Are, are we out if of that? If we pick against them, we had to make the spread different. You gotcha. pick for them, you're taking the risk okay. right there. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. have to play spread if I'm taking the gotcha. cards. Gotcha. Okay. Although Brett kind of did, and he gave him some points. It's crazy. Uh, Brady, I'll take uh, your team next. The Bengals and Texans. Who are you going with? Bengals. All right. Toledo, your Seahawks. Where are they? Uh, they're at home against the Commander Skins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll take them on the money line. All right. Uh, Brett, Bears in Carolina tonight. That barn burner, I'm going to take uh, Tyson and the Bears tonight. <laughs> Tyson? Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Tyson's the quarterback? Yeah. Okay. Because Fields isn't playing. Tyson Bajant. Bajant. Oh, that's Bajan. right. Bajan. Yeah. Bajan. They're Bajan. saying Fields is out again, so. Good. Uh, my Steelers are uh, have the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Are you and uh, that cheesehead you're with coming by? I think so. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Steelers will win this one straight up. It's at home. Then the Steelers' schedule gets tough. I want to knock the Packers all over the place. Uh, all right, your upset pick of the week. Where are you going with that, Brady? Patriots. Over the over Colts? The Colts. All right, all right. Nice that's, applause. That's an upset. Yeah. Point. Mm. Toledo? Toledo. Not brave upset. <laughs> You're the ultimate at that. I'm taking the, I'm taking <laughs> the Vikings. That sounded like drunk Brady. Did. Wow. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Tell you about what Mr. Betty McBet's a lot over here. <laughs> taking the Vikings over the uh, Saints. The Josh Dobbs Vikings? Yep, yep. There's magic in them Dobbs. No, there's not. He used it all up last <laughs> week. Dobbs magic. They're playing a cruddy team, so maybe. Uh, Brett? Uh, I'm taking the uh, Chargers over the Lions. All right, I like that one. I'm going to take the Browns over the Ravens for the upset. Oh, I actually hope I like that, that comes defense. through. They can stop the run. We'll see. I do, too. I hate I'm going to isolate that. I, I like that D. I love that D. <laughs> the bigger, the better. And when it's orange on top, I think it's great. Uh, oops. Uh, and then, of course, your lock of the week. Brady, I'll start with you. Uh, the lock is the Dallas Cowboys. It's kind of a nice lock because they got uh, one of the guys from Taxi. Is, like I think Tony Danza is <laughs> their quarterback. I'm not sure. Who in the hell? DeVito. Tony DeVito is. <laughs> I 
I could play. That's like a guy in the second row. I got a uniform and put my own name on it. I didn't yeah, even get one. I took him. I'm not buying him Ezekiel Elliott jerseys. Those guys to get traded like crazy. Put me in, coach. I got this. Hey, McCarthy. Over here. You got to stop me now, buddy. Brian Dayball and I went to school together. I'm playing. I wore the pants and everything. Uh, Giants uh, upset is a huge upset. Uh, Brett, what do you got? Uh, I'm going the other way. I'm taking the... Uh, wait, we're going for the... We're going for the lock. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking the Ravens over the Brownies. Okay. I'm going against mine. Toledo? Uh, what did I take? <laughs> trying to remember. <laughs> I thought I had phone. it there and it just, it just escaped me. Duh. <laughs> uh, taking the Bengals. You're taking the Bengals over, over the Texas. Texas. That's a good one. I mean, it's a real easy pick this week to take Dallas over the... Yeah, that's why I didn't go for that one. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to do Plus it. Plus, I can against my people. Well, and I wanted some odds. It's a minus 2,200. It's like, it's a penny. Yeah. So, uh... And it doesn't Brady, move your, your odds bet, at all. Your bet probably pays 33 cents with the Patriots as your upset and the Cowboys as your lock. No, it doesn't this year because uh, I didn't get rid of all of the... Uh, it's now a five-leg parlay that I already put in. You can delete. I can go back. Not after you've already, already placed already the bet. Oh, no, he's already placed the bet. You can stop it. So what are you in for now? Well, you if I stop out, it, you can cash out. And I just cash out it. for five forty-one. What's your what's on your the ten-dollar bet? <laughs> so it would cost me four bucks. What was your fifth leg? <laughs> You're so bad. Um, at this. Buffalo Bills. He's going to win now. Uh, Point seven. And he's going to win now. All right. Well, my bet's yeah. plus fifteen fifty. That's pretty good. I don't know how yes, you got there. Five leg. All right. I don't know how you did that. My, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, lock of the week as, uh, damn it, I got two of them on here. Did you do a Brady? Did you bet both no. Of them? Don't like mine. Ah, damn it all. I'll go with the uh, better odds. The Bills over the Broncos. It's okay. not great, but it's good. Yeah, mine's at uh, mine's terrible. Mine's fourteen thirty-seven, but it's, it's I need a better bet. Yours terrible. I might mine's only mine. seven fifty-six. I might change mine out. Ah, I don't like this bet at all. Don't listen to mine. What's yours, Brett? What, my guarantee? Yeah, no, your money. Your oh, money. that is uh, plus 818. That's pretty good. You and me are that close. You added something else in there. All yours are basic bets. You got the Bungles, you got yeah. the Patriots, you got that Fresh Cowboys thing. We're talking about it. You hit something added on one it. In. It's goofy. The Cardinals? I think you added something with the Cardinals that you don't know. We'll take a look at your Yeah, so I, it is the Cardinals. You goofed it up. Yeah. Yeah, you this, bet. You bet the Cardinals and gave him points. Gave him five, five. Okay. Yep, yeah, that's why. This is a case Plus where tonight's game, FanDuel makes it better because you make all the in-game bets, and it's the only reason to watch the game. No, it really is. Yeah, if you can watch tonight's game without money on it, you're a yeah. powerful, powerful quadriplegic. Probably, I can't imagine you have anything in your life to do. You say you do those next play bets? I love. Oh, I haven't done the next play bets. I do that with basketball. I don't do that. With oh, football. with basketball. Basketball is a blast because you can do like next three minutes how many dunks are there going to be it's fun baseball i did the next place too uh it's 922 FanDuel. don't listen to mine this week i don't like it it's not a good payout gotta have a good payout to make this match go with brady go follow five. brady go fiver throw the cardinals down and give them you know i'm gonna throw a separate bet on tommy devito for yeah. the night <laughs> you know <laughs> what i might throw it <laughs> plus 2200 the odds are great who cares hey, I'm gonna do a couple. was it last year yeah. you did danucci yeah yeah <laughs> danucci <laughs> got a bet on danucci got me one yeah he did a couple of wins yeah uh, FanDuel makes things better, and trust me, tonight you're going to need it. And if you're new to the whole thing, they give you all sorts of special things. The so no sweat first bet is pretty awesome to knock out of the yard. You don't lose a thing, and you're off and running. Uh, bet on Danute or uh, on DeVito. DeVito, DeVito Danuch. Uh, it's 9:23. A bunch of Italians running all over. It's when sports were better. It works. You know it's fixed. It works. And you got an Italian quarterback in New York. 
10 of the Gambino family I'm members saying. just got arrested. <laughs> Something's up. I don't mean none. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Watch out. DeVito for 400 yards tonight. I don't even know that he went to college. Uh, Justin wants to know what's our doink bet for today. Oh, yeah. Brady? Oh, Brady? No doinks. <laughs> You're not feeling the doinks this week? You are a doink. Uh, By the way, there was a doink. There yeah, was. All right. Don't, okay. there, was a, there was a. Don't it, build them up. It was a timeout call. You, so it you called it and then <laughs> ran from it. Yeah, it was a different game. Doinks happen. If you called, that's why I was trying to make him a hero last week. You calling a doink? Well, I'm going to pull back on that. That was stupid. Dummy. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Go to FanDuel. <laughs> Bet your doinks. It's 98 KUPD. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Holmberg's morning sickness. Anyways, we were just debating that. Great cover songs. Guns N' Roses just knocking that one stiff. And we happen to know the guy that used to be manager of Guns N' Roses, and he hated when Guns N' Roses did covers. Hated it. Hates it to this day. Still hates it. But I don't think you can get much better than that one right there. Covering a Wings song. That's what I like about cover songs. When Guns N' Roses did it, it became a Guns N' Roses song. Metallica does it, becomes a Metallica song. A lot of bands, like Disturbed to me, they do a couple of them, but sometimes they cover a song and you're like, all right, I see what you did there, but it's still kind of like... Like oh, Sound of Silence? It's like a karaoke version. Yeah, Sound of Silence, I, I still don't understand that. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch. When they covered it, sounds like a Five Finger Karaoke. Yeah. Guns N' Roses did that. It became a Guns N' Roses song. A lot of that. And then country music's having their struggles right now because last night, evidently, Good. at the... Yeah, I'm with you. Country music uh, dunce awards last night. And they, they should give dunce caps to everybody who gets a... And now, for song of the year, here it is. Uh, <clears throat> I just took a huge dump in my mama's giant hat. It's stupid, but they had Fast Car, the Tracy Chapman song. Was song the, of the year. Song of the year in country music. And that's based on how many times it gets played and the sales and everything else. It wasn't like some popularity contest. It's got some numbers behind it. And they're like, got to give it to somebody who did done write their own songs. Idiot country music fans. Nobody writes country music songs. They're all written for you. The greatest country music artists of all time had writers. All of them. Patsy Cline had crazy. That's Willie Nelson's song. Like, Dolly Parton wrote the greatest songs of all time for other people. And they got her own things in the mix, too. It's, uh, none of it's done. That. But you remade a song and made it a country song? You take Fast Car and make it a country song, you've done something kind of good. But they're making it out to be like he stole it from uh, a female lesbian from, you know, the African-American Turn it to a straight so song. Turn it into a, yeah, they turned it into a, a white hillbilly thing. So this thieving from another, but that's not what happened. Tracy you got a fast truck. Tracy Chapman's going to make a ton of money. Tracy don't care. She does not care. She Show me the money. Right. Look, yeah. Yeah, you got a fast truck would have been the only thing. Yeah, I got to take it. That song about being a lesbian trying to get around. But I made it about just being in a car that goes quick like. Because country music people, like I've always said, are real dumb. And they don't understand the between the lines thing. Fast cars about a lesbian's life. Like Tracy Chapman wrote that as kind of like an autobiographical take on how her world worked. You got a fast out back. Yeah, <laughs> I got a fast Subaru. Come on. The guy that sang it didn't know what he was singing about. He just made it. He just twanged it up. <laughs> Stupid. I just like the way cars drive fast. That's what I like. So they're, they're all up in arms saying, you know, and they're right. But in the same time, it's just they made a country song out of something. And 
If you'd have told me that Tracy Chapman's song would have been a good country song 30 years later, I'd have told you you're crazy. And they have the Jimmy Buffett All-Star Jam. I'm glad I missed that. I was flipping through uh, the and tonight on the Country Music Awards. I'm like, oh, God, this should be on PBS because it's for people with IQs under 80. It's a learning show. A tribute to Jimmy Buffett you just can't miss. And I'm like, mm-hmm, watch this. <laughs> I, Try I, me. I can and will miss the hell out of that Jimmy Buffett tribute because I don't want my IQ to drop right there in front of people. Anyway, also, we didn't, you should have known this. What? The quarterback for the Giants' name is Tommy DeVito. Somebody just said, Brett doesn't know that that's Joe Pesci's character from Goodfellas. You asked me and I called you it out. You got it, but you didn't put it together. Like, you should be like Tommy DeVito. I was DeVito. trying to figure out the bet, but All they're not, they're not accepting yet. <laughs> right. All he you didn't know Tommy's first name. Right. He just knew DeVito. He knew both. Well, no, he knew both on Goodfellas. He yeah. knew both when I said his name was Tommy DeVito to him. He knew. Just disappointed. Wait. That's bad. That's- I, I had my phone. I had my nose buried in my phone. I'm trying to make a bet on Tommy. Man, <laughs> you've been, they're not accepting him yet. You've been docked Italian points. No, 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 no. You lose, make some calls, no, no, Brett. No, no, no. You lose two plates of food this week. Go. No, that's not happening. And three items on your mama's gravy go up online as a recipe. <laughs> no clams for you this weekend. Any more non-references to Goodfellas that we don't pick up on that you should immediately. Another uh, ingredient <laughs> in your mama's sauce goes online. <laughs> In fact, it's all going up there pretty soon. You keep it up. But, yeah, Joe Pesci's character was Tommy DeVito. Now he's the quarterback of the Giants. This is all too good. I look like a quarterback to you? Huh? Tell me, what's so funny? I love it. (laughs) I got a fast car. I'd love to hear that, like an Italian, you know, mob version of fast car. It's about lesbians. Oh! (laughs) Uh, It's 942. So get on that thing, and, uh, and sorry to you country music fans that are trying to follow along. We went pretty quick, though. I use fast words. That boy talks too quick. I don't like it. Gonna turn it over here to the KMLE. That's better. <laughs> Good morning this morning. <laughs> They're all tomatoes. Welcome to Camel Country. Grab a hump and hang on. <laughs> it's still funny. goop. <laughs> How is it still a thing? Even Taylor Swift is not so bland as to stay in country. And she's the most boring person on the planet. Uh, I, know, I digress. We got an entertainment drill coming up in just moments. We'll get to that next. It's 98. It's out of control now. 98. John Gordon Hagen swings at the dead. Uh, Why did you do that right before we went on the air? Man, Uh, he's coming in there on fire. Coming in hot this morning. It is uh, time for the entertainment drill, which is brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. And a personal note today that the matriarch of the reactdefense.com team, Miss Joy, Joy Ackerman's her birthday today. So happy birthday happy if you're birthday. up there. Say hi to Joy. She is not only, uh, you know, the spine of the place, let's be honest. Uh, she also is one of the most amazing bakers of all time. We're going to start prepping for those Christmas cookies that are happening. already. Oh, my God. She also makes soap. I have a soap in my... Oh, go to their vault. Go to the tacticalblackvault.com and grab some of those soaps. You don't have to use them. Just put them in your bathroom in like a bowl. Your whole house smells amazing. 
does all sorts of crazy stuff. But happy birthday, Joy. Uh, great family operation up there, the Ackermans run. And uh, just good people doing good things for everybody. If you saw the video we showed earlier, Javier Baez, not the baseball player, but an MMA fighter I've never heard of, defended himself against a knife attack, did it just about as well as you can, too. He didn't fight the blade. He fought the guy, ended it really fast by uh, busting that dude's arm back and getting him into a chokehold because most people will instinctually try to stop the blade from hitting them and up getting stabbed or cutting the hands and everything else. You stop the operator. A phrase you learn early and often up there at reactdefense.com is destroy the operator. That knife can't do anything if the dude's swinging it. Has a broken arm? Has a busted nose and his head's falling off. That is for sure. And all the techniques they show you for that kind of crazy behavior uh, happen real soon. You'll get right involved right away with that kind of stuff. Uh, Doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in. Crawl, walk, or run. That's it. They're going to get you that thing. One step at a time until you are a machine of knowledge and wisdom, which will keep you out of trouble most of the time, so you never have to actually use the skills. Hopefully you never do. ReactDefense.com. It's in Phoenix. It's in Glendale. It's in Chandler. Happy birthday, Joy. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady Entertainment. After 118 days, the actor's strike is finally over. Hooray! We can make Marvel movies again. Mm. (laughs) The producers say it gives union members... The largest increase in minimum wages in the last 40 years. Actors had a minimum wage? Oh, yeah. Like you showed that. up on a set, you got like 1500 bucks. Just showing up. Just being in the union, yeah. And I didn't know a that. brand I... new residual for streaming programs. When I lived in L.A., I didn't know about all that stuff. And I was just dabbling in some things at a place called Premier Radio. Yeah. And they found out I did some voice stuff. And they would ask me to come down and do it. And I'd sit in a room with other guys who were just there all the time. I couldn't figure out why. They're like three of them. They got mad at me and said, you're not in the union. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. This guy's just asking me to do Jay Leno. He said, you're supposed to get in the union. That's Because I was getting paid kind of under the table. You're taking their jobs. And I was taking their jobs. So like, they got really mad at me. And I didn't know why people hated me in that lobby. I just assumed it was another personality flaw I wasn't aware of that was kind of coming <laughs> off me real fast. But, boy, they get excited. And what I learned later was just for getting called, you got 200 bucks. So if they called and said, hey, I want you to do this thing at the time, just to get the phone call was like, you want me to come down there today? Yeah. If I showed up at all, it was $200. Yeah. And I, they didn't have to use me. they just be in there. I'm like, well, that's pretty great. But they were just giving me 200 bucks, and I was doing the work. <laughs> Former Playboy Bunny Holly Madison has a podcast called Call Her Daddy. Ooh. Call her daddy. And she says uh, she was talking uh, yesterday that women, when going to the mansion, the Playboy mansion, used the bathroom so often to throw up. Yeah. The mansion had to replace the pipes. That's not true. Holly didn't actually see this. She heard about it. She didn't believe it at first. She said, I was like, no, that's over the top. You don't have to replace a bathroom pipe because of somebody's stomach acid. She claims that someone confirmed the pipes were replaced. No one can. No plumber ever said this is from tummy acid. So much acids. body shaming, no, no, and cocaine, and everything else they flushed in the toilets. There. This is Broad's fifteen minutes up yeah, yet. I mean, no kidding. Jesus. She married Hefner 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. One of three, the the girls that were living with him. Yeah. She was the good one though. She was the favorite. She was the bottom bitch. I guess is what you'd say. That's my bottom. She, bitch. Uh, she was Hank, the good uh, one. No, that was the. No, that other was. One. Uh, 
What was that? Kendra. 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 Yeah. Kendra that's right. Will. Kendra's the one with Hank Basket for the Eagles, who turned out to be a woman or something. <laughs> Uh, he and Dwight Howard were friends. Let's just say that. <laughs> Rumor has it Kevin Costner and Reese Witherspoon are banging it out. Weird. I immediately pictured it, and I didn't like it. Look at you being dirty. Banging it out. Yellowstone style. Did you blow her? They're knocking boots. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, hey, Kevin, did you blow her? <laughs> he did. Probably. 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 You remember the uh, old guy carrying the bundle of sticks on the cover of Led, Led Zeppelin Four? Yeah, that little... He finally died? Nope, they finally identified him. Oh. Who is it? He was a thatcher, the guy that would do the roofing on those houses. Oh. His name was Lot Long. Oh, not a market Died thatcher. in 1893 at the age of 70. The picture was taken in 1892. Oh, another thing they stole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going after Zeppelin. <laughs> Everybody's taking swings at the late... <laughs> Yeah, they are, they are kind of uh, being discovered as a, oh, yeah. a group of guys that kind of nicked a few things. Great stuff, but... Oh, they made it better. Yeah. Kind of the way Italians 100%. made noodles better. Yeah. I mean, you guys stole everything from China. Make it better, but doesn't it, matter. That's right. That's Zeppelin's theory. <laughs> the theory of Robert Plant. Then what's Greta Van Fleet's excuse? Yeah, they're not making it better. They're just... Never stealing. heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> Led what then? Wouldn't that just sink? <laughs> Greta Van Fleet's over there at that innings festival. That old lady brought that up, too. They got Greta Van Fleet. They're on the side stage. I'm going to do a bunch of Molly and try to get thumbs in me. You a groupie? I don't know what was going on. That lady was like in her 90s, and she was excited about all the bands at innings festival. And at first I thought, somebody's putting me on. That's a fake voice. Because it was the old, la- the old lady voice. It was that. And I'm like, no. Nobody actually does that. That's just me dicking around with old lady, but nope, it was her. Walked away with one of the players after the game. Right. <laughs> Do you see the guy in center field? His name's Huff. I'm f- that guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd have had to turn around. All right, that's enough. I am. She's passing notes. My f- is magic. Oh. I gotta give that a run. I used to throw up at the Playboy Mansion until they replaced all the pipes. <laughs> they went copper. That old stuff couldn't handle my pukes. Oh. What plumber goes through to go, well, here's the problem, Mr. Hefner. All this vomit's eating up all the lines. So many bunnies. So many bunnies are puking that they, uh, the, the metal's getting ed up. <laughs> We're going to have to do something about that. Yeah, Mr. Hefner, we got to replace all the plumbing because of the puking. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is replace the plumbing. I'm not going to talk to the girls about it because at least they look great. Well, if that made Playmates, let me be the first to raise my glass to bulimia. Because, God damn it, if that didn't look great. New pipes. Party on. I can buy new pipes. Let's all raise an empty glass to bulimia. One caffeine-free, sugar-free water glass to bulimia. Because those girls were keeping it together. Sure, they were wrecking the plumbing, but no way. Wrecking the plumbing decent. Wouldn't then a cancer hospital also have to replace its pipes oh. all the time? They're throwing up constant. Stop it with this lie. Stupid. It was the cocaine and contraband and all the crud that they were flushing every time that place got raided. Yeah, so many chemicals. <laughs> so much going on in there. Ridiculous. Ketamine and God knows what else they poured in the Playmates' toilets.
Their plumbing went south. Turlet's clogged. <laughs> Half. I can't even throw up in a decent toilet in the mansion. Oh, we gotta fix all that stuff, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's leaking out into the backyard. The grotto smells like vomit. <laughs> anyway, it's ten oh one. That's it. We're done. Uh, that's it for us. Larry's got a chance for you guys to win money. It's the excellent adventure, and it's forty fifty nine minutes away. Fifty eight exactly. Uh, if you want to hear that word, he's going to give it to you at 11 o'clock. And when he does, you text away 97936. And Larry will then draw somebody and put you in there. And maybe you win $3,000 from Larry and the Valley Toyota dealers for Larry's Excellent Adventure. The word comes your way shortly. Pay attention to Larry. He gives you things. He's very kind. And love Larry the way we do for the next couple hours. We're done. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here in the morning sickness. So long! It's out of control now. I need to